Hello, beautiful people. It is Feel Good Friday, August 19th, 2022, and this sports show, That Stinks, begins now. Here we go, Adam, baby. What a day, what a day. That was the Toxic Table and one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs. The Toxic Table is at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. All the boys in the back, I appreciate you. What a week it has been. Obviously, we're at training camp and we've had incredible conversations with so many people. Today will be another example of that. Hell yeah. Dana White will join us in the Ooh. third hour to chit-chat about this weekend's UFC 278. Ozman. And Leon Edwards. Edwards. Two. Two. I'm a little bummed that we haven't talked to Usman this week, but I think he's been in the middle of training. I love that man. Every time he's come on this show, first time he was too electric, put the power out in our entire city. He was awesome. Second time he came on, just chit-chatting about who he is, how he is, what he is. I love that man. He's been uh, playing heel a little bit on the internet. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Usman walking around, some great costumes, Mm -hmm. great outfits, the pan for pan champ. Said, you know, I'm not just fighting the technicalities of Leon Edwards. And Mm -hmm. he might have got better, you know, over the last eight years. I'm fighting this man's fucking heart and soul so like we'll see who will break who won't i got uzman can't wait to talk to dana about that dana also had a hilariously epic internet viral interview moment yes big time (laughs) fuck that scumbag journalist Uh uh-huh I believe is exactly <laughs> yes. fucking excited right. to get his thoughts on it. Right. Yeah, excited to get his thoughts on that entire thing and everything else going on. Ian Rappaport will join us in the second hour for the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. AJ Hawk will join us. Today's a great day because we got football to react to. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Last night, the Bears absolutely fucking dusted the Seahawks. Yes, yes, yeah, did. Preseason, let's not react. Everybody relax. It's just preseason football, okay? Seahawks fucking suck, dude. Uh-huh. Now, 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 we have to be clear. DK Metcalf, who with every interview he does, I like him more. I love everything he's about. Seems like he's his own individual. Got paid $50-something million in guarantees. When he's on a field for more than three plays, let's assume defenses will play differently. When Ty uh, Lockett is, is on the field, let's assume for more than three plays, let's assume defenses will play differently. This is just like the Colts not having Jonathan Taylor on the field mm-hmm. against the Buffalo Bills. It's hard to judge how teams actually are whenever your star players, your five stars, your game changers, game Wreckers are not on the field because that changes everything. With that being said, Pete Carroll went to bed last night going, oh, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Yeah. Yeah. He's still running a pretty good clip. His gate at halftime running into the locker room was rather fantastic. Good mm-hmm. Knee drive, not so much anymore. It's more of a lumber. But Pete Carroll <laughs> can still move faster than anybody in this room currently. For sure. So he is a young 70-plus-year-old, whatever it is. But it's almost like whenever you lose 17 Pro Bowls between Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. there's a chance that not only leadership is going to lack, but that team might be in the middle of turnover trying to find a new identity. Geno Smith got a lot of uh, uh, burn because Drew Locke got COVID. COVID's still a thing, by the way. Okay, Mm -hmm. good to know. Drew Locke very sick from COVID is what Pete Carroll said. So he got that strain, the OG one maybe, the the old Mm one-niner that kind of took him out. I experienced a dance with one-niner. I was vaxxed, got immunized, I think, through getting one-niner. Got it again, did not get one-niner. Got another basic-ass, bitch-ass one. Mm -hmm. So there's different strains. I guess Drew Locke did get the pretty heavy one. He'll be back. He had to watch that game go, probably still starting. Probably still starting. Here, even though Orlovsky's entire conversation yesterday was feels like Seattle wants Drew Locke to start, well, they would want the person to start that they probably think is the better quarterback. Now, Dan Orlovsky was kind of alluding to the fact that they feel like they've already experienced the Geno Smith experience. Now, let's go ahead and do Drew Locke. Geno, who I think 
you know, just literally a matter of inches away from a much different evening last night. We'll be judged by this because he's been in the league for 10 years, so there's a lot of film out on Gino and how come Gino hasn't stuck and been the starter some places. You start looking back at where he was at the time and the situations they were. I'm sure Gino Smith's people will make a lot of excuses for why it didn't work out. And by the way, 10 years in the NFL, maybe it did fucking work out yeah. for old Gino Smith. But there's obviously a third down on the first drive where if that guy catches where Gino throws a perfect ball over the linebacker in between safety and corner and the guy it literally hits him right in the arms he drops it they have to punt it you know they make that there that's a massive play probably a momentum roller Gino gets going obviously tripping over a running back if his foot's just Mm. like that much higher he's not tripping over a running back on third down embarrass himself falling down I mean there's like a couple different situations that if they go differently we're probably singing a much different tune about this entire Seahawks team instead the conversation is Jakob Eason he's the only one who was really able to score any points he under hit but he was very close there on the final drive and the Chicago Bears might not be as big of a clusterfuck as we potentially think now it was a Seahawks team those little things we just talked about did not go the Seahawks way at all no they didn't play their two stars it is preseason football but at Viva Lazito good for the Bears oh the Bears had a hell of a night last night Justin Fields looked good I think there was a couple plays he made where you're like oh that'll translate into regular season football a couple plays he made that you're like well that's probably going the other way if it's a regular season looks like there was development looks like there was some growth Getsy seems to be having a good time Simeon's got a rebirth he's running 4-2 Charles Simeon's out running people I'm watching Simeon run. I'm like, oh, he's going to get caught and get bodied. Nope. Making throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for the Bears last night in the Eberflus era. Ryan Poles got a lot of airtime, had the AirPods in. What's your big takeaway from last night at Viva Lazito? Massive, blind nope. supporter uh-huh. of the Chicago Bears. Oh, special teams. I think we forgot special teams there, too. They, absolutely amazing. Yeah, Fantastic. you got a touchdown on a punt. I mean, that is Before best half. play in football. Uh-huh. And Gil, your punter. Trent Gil. Uh, where did he go to school? Uh, NC State, I believe. NC State. He, he bombs the ball. He oh. sits back. He sits yeah. back and he's bombing over. He's Pat, a dog. Pat O'Donnell, uh, your former Trader. is now with oh. the Green Bay Packers. I think Brett. he probably cut him or didn't sign him. So he's forced to go work somewhere <laughs> else. So maybe you guys should just turn your backs on a guy that was there for a long time as opposed to him looking for he's a much different punter than yeah. Gil was. 100%. He's just a like um almost like seven iron grooving. He's just gonna groove punts. Mm-hmm. Not gonna get a lot of oohs and ahs, but I always thought he was doing that because it was Chicago with how windy it is, the NFC North. It's not easy just to sit back and tag balls and those J.K. Scott experience that right. a lot of people yeah. have. You can't just sit back and bomb balls in bad weather places. He sat back and bombed balls. And I'm like, yeah. if he can do this on a consistent thing, Chicago's going to fall in love with that guy because oh, yeah. it looks like the defense, if you can figure out Roquan. Now, Ryan Poles told Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, and the boys uh, that, you know, Roquan Smith's a good player. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a good player. It didn't say great player. It didn't no. say the best player we've had over the last, like, five years or whatever. Didn't Led the Chicago Bears in tackles the last four seasons. Mm-hmm. His head up his end of the bargain. He was on the sideline, so he made the trip to Seattle. That's a long fucking flight to fly with the team if you're not going to be a part of it uh, for the long haul. He's not playing, so that's a little bit different. But you got to be happy, Viva Lazito. Very happy. The Bears looked like uh, like a team with some... Discipline as well. Yeah, they didn't look like an inept squad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you think last night, Zito, that was what you having as many rookies and like new players in the team, and like I, I think there was only three penalties for like twenty eight yards as well, or some shit like that. Like that's unheard of. Like it's always offsides for the Bears. Like even under like under Nagy, it was literally like ninety to hundred yards of penalties. But now, like I haven't seen many penalties the last couple games. Eberflus, big accountability uh, guy, uh, formerly sure. with the Colts. They say mm-hmm. like, hey, he'll come in and he'll fucking set the culture. Connor, you're not a believer in either of those teams last uh, night, huh? That game stunk. You no. said. 
not at all. I mean, I think the big worry for Fields is he's, you know, the offensive line was worse than Dan Orlovsky's mentions last night. Like, whoa, they have a lot of whoa. problems. Fields is moving around a lot. Granted, he <laughs> made some unbelievable throws while he was moving around. But, I mean, there's no one that you can say on Seattle's D-line, like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. That's a guy where you look at the, you know, AFC North, not even the other games they're playing. Packers have an unbelievable D-line. NFC North. Somebody's going to say this guy doesn't even know. Excuse me. I apologize. I was thinking they're also playing the AFC East. A lot of good D-lines in that division as well. So we'll see what happens. But Fields look great. Yeah. Bears win. A lot of hope. Bears win. Seahawks look terrible. Very bad. They looked very, very bad. Now, Seahawks fans turned. You know, there's a beautiful video of a lady on uh, my Instagram account that uh, Gumpy posted up there mm-hmm. of her booing the team. Yeah. Just sick of it. She's done. I wondered this. You know, the 12s up there have been a storyline for the Seattle Seahawks for a long time. Yeah. Ever since the new stadium came in. Yeah. Hey, this is the loudest stadium in all of sport. The 12s go bananas. Get the most false starts in the league. Ever. Yeah. Impossible yeah. to play up there. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Seattle, right? They can save the world. They got a lot of other stuff going mm-hmm. on in yeah. Seattle, right? The XFL season. The XFL starting up. They got a squad. Yeah, Sounders look uh-huh. good this Sounders year. Sounders look great. I mean, I don't know if they're going to travel up to the Portland Timbers, but I mean. Uh-huh. Maybe an NBA franchise. The Kraken. Uh-huh. Kraken are yeah. crushing. Kraken are there. I mean, I know they're great sports fans up there in the Pacific Northwest, but I think they've been great sports fans specifically because they've had a team that's been like in it every single year. What's going to happen to that stadium mm-hmm. if they have one, two, oh. three, four, five? What's going to happen? They got to turn that around. They know that, right? Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll's not waiting around forever either. Uh, I mean, there's no way Pete Carroll's going to go out on a dud, right? No. They're going to they're going to have to do something. And if you're Jimmy G, you're watching that game last night, are you going, like, yeah, I won't go to Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, DK Metcalf and Lockett change the game completely. And we're overreacting to preseason. But they looked Bad last night. Yeah. I mean, that, it was no fun, I assume, for any Seahawks fan to watch. Well, and that's why you mentioned Pete Carroll, and obviously they're not – very few teams, especially teams who have been good for the last, you know, decade or whatever, aren't just going to come out and say, like, yeah, we're we're in full rebuild mode now. You know, like the teams that fucking stink do that because no one cares anyway. But do you think – I mean, Pete Carroll was the one who was saying, you know, after Russ left, like, hey, we're just going to reload. Like, do you think in his mind, like, he – had realistic expectations because you're right. Well, I mean, we don't it's, know it's what's preseason. We don't we know don't what's going to happen. happen. But this team is much worse this year than they were last <laughs> year. Like that's just the way it is. And they didn't make the playoffs last year. NFC West is real easy too. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, it is a really easy go. I, I'm fascinated by it all. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, yeah. Metcalf Lockett not in. Okay. Game changers. Game yeah. changers. Sure. Game wreckers. Most Defense important. have to play de- different whenever mm-hmm. those two are on the field. So sure, but Metcalf when three plays when the Bears <laughs> when the Bears were only playing their starters six to ten plays, um, Geno Smith has played four quarters now this preseason and has scored ten points. Scored zero last night. That's got to be alarming if that's going to be your starting quarterback. I uh, remember Daniel Olavsky said they're thinking about Drew Luck. Now we will figure out what you know because when Cam got a one niner uh-huh. when he went up to the Patriots he was not the same that's afterwards. Same after Drew Luck, who know how he's going to bounce back after one niner? Maybe the lungs, maybe the little mental fog. We hope not. But I mean, this is a. That was alarmingly bad last night. They, <laughs> really they want Drew Locke to be their quarterback, right? Because I think you kind of know Geno Smith's ceiling, and you maybe don't know Drew Locke's yet. He's still super young, and maybe change the scenery will change. I assume that's why they want Drew Locke to come in and win that job, right? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Maybe. What? No. Maybe. Mason why? Rudolph. Rudolph to Seattle. 
Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Now we're talking. Being a Seattle Seahawks. That's as far as way you could get from Pittsburgh. So, yeah. With Jacob Eason. That's how you Uh make sure the 12s fucking stay coming to the stadium. Absolutely. I've said some things about Mason, but I think he starts over those two. I mean, Drew Locke. Once again, we have preseason game. Yeah. Drew Lockton practices slinging it. Make all yes. throws. Has he been taking the first team reps and Gino hasn't getting first team reps? Maybe was that second team reps when Gino and the running back weren't on the same page? You know, I, that just seems like Gino was just like this much off on a couple different situations where the momentum probably goes a completely different way. But instead, they had to sit through that whole thing. The under hit last night, Tone. Huge. Which yes, it did. After, which is, I mean, one bit thir- sweaty. All right, so I'm sleeping. Obviously, I fall asleep during that game because it was terrible. So oh, yeah. I tried my best because it was NFL football. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to retrain my body to survive these primetime games, by the way. You I'm starting to realize. Because uh-huh. exactly. with the offseason, I've been, you know, maybe passing out a little bit, doing this whole thing. We got to get back in here to not being old fucks and being able to survive well, through the entire game. NFL I'm talking plus. to me right now. 11.30. Condensed games, wake up in the morning. Yeah, watch. but condensed games don't have special teams in there. They don't have the punts in there. They don't have the flow of the game in there. You know, I enjoy watching the game because sure. I enjoy the Thor. flow because I think you really learn a little bit more about the teams whenever you're kind of experiencing the games with them. So I like watching entirety of games. Now, not possible. Can't watch every game. And I'm going to learn that week one. I'm going to be trying to watch every fucking game. And I'm going to realize, <laughs> oh, I'm really only watching like three of these games and only getting the highlights of those other games. So maybe I could watch the 45-minute clips to do that on NFL Plus, which is awesome. But I got to get back into the flow of watching. I passed out. I apologize. Yeah, but- it was 23 nothing, I think, at the time, whenever I fell asleep. I forget That's, what it was. No one's gonna- I wake up 1.30, like 8 left on the clock. And I see the only thing I bet was the under last night because in the first week of preseason, how many overs hit? Uh, 14 and 3. 14 3. So that just immediately makes me go, oh, so this next week is going to be a defense. It's going to be defense dominated. I'm not sure if we're, like, if that's still my go to after what happened last night. Jacob Eason, 137, threw a touchdown, challenge overturned because you uh, challenge every scoring play. There was two other plays where they were in as well Mm -hmm. and had a fourth um, and four, or fourth and goal from the four to win that. Any of those ha- happen, including the touchdown that was ruled on the field. As soon as I open my eyes from my nap, I see the overhead and I go, oh, this is how this year's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I was sleeping. I wake up. I look at the screen 138, 137, touchdown. Let me look at the score. Oh, fucking come on. Nice. When did they score 11 already? And then bang, the overhits right there. Then challenge happens, gets overturned, which I think watching it back here with a little clearer state of mind this morning, that should never been ruled a touchdown. I guess it's preseason for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that it can all of a sudden I'm like, Here oh, hold on, have I been touched by the gods this yeah. year? <laughs> yeah. yes. have I been touched by the gambling uh, gods this year? Because normally, like last year, that happens. That's the touchdown. Sure. They're actually going for two two point right, conversion, yeah. and they're just hammering home yeah. everything. And then probably the kickoff is a shank off a guy's chest. That guy's running back to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and then like the over ends up being nowhere near it. That's what happened last year for a good portion of the year. It felt like as I was gambling this year with that thing happening, I feel like I might be touched by the Godstone. And honestly, hammer done. I'm ready to go. So uh, last year it was fourteen and three to the unders through the first week. So they made an adjustment this year at the sports book. All the totals last week were like 
32 or lower, 33 or lower. Week two now, the lowest is 36. You got 36 and all higher totals. So you could see some uh, undies here in week two. Got three games today. The Panthers are taking on the Patriots. Uh, They've had joint practices. That has gotten chippy. The Panthers will not be playing Baker Mayfield, who allegedly will be the starter going into the year, or Sam Darnold. Instead, it will be P.J. Walker in the first and third quarters, Mm -hmm. and Matt Corral, the rookie out of Ole Miss, in the second and fourth quarters. Mm -hmm. He'll be taking on Mac Jones, who will be playing. Yeah, apparently a lot of the Patriots stars, if not all of them on offense and defense, will play at least one series. You see Tone Diggs, that's literally the only research he's currently doing for preseason games. We like the Patriots in that game. 100%. Although, P.J. Walker is a great preseason football quarterback to have on your roster not only because he's good he can move corral allegedly can move as well joint practices all week so i guess baker and darnold have gotten a lot of looks uh with the patriots defense keeping them safe for the game we don't know why matt rule isn't playing either of those two i mean conspiracy people could be like is pj gonna be number two and they're trying to figure out yeah are they trying to are they trying to do that entire thing is that what's going on right now we will keep an eye on that entire situation probably call sheena quick to see what's going on but mac jones in the patriots and that's bill belichick matt patricia joe judge and mac jones playing against panthers all week Let's assume they're going to have a pretty good plan. Yeah, and a lot of depth and a lot of speed on the Patriots D line. So PJ Walker and Matt Corral, great athletes, but I think you know they match up pretty well up front with those kind of mobile quarterbacks. So I don't get to watch Hammer Downs on Friday because I'm normally on a plane. I assume we're going with the Patriots there. Five is a lot. A lot of points. It's up to six now. It was three yesterday. Patriots were minus three yesterday. Corral had a rough uh, preseason week one, which you'll expect from uh, normal rookies. Um, He was one of nine. Uh, against the yeah. What? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forget. Normal rookie. Right. Exactly. Basic-ass Matt Corral rookie. Exactly. Not first round. Yeah, yeah one of nine, not 13 and 15. Best preseason debut of all time. It's not It's not what we're talking about right that now. That was, yeah. right? The best preseason debut of all time? Uh, statistically, yes. And game-winning drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your team's there. Place goes bananas. I mean, the best start of all time, potentially, for potentially. a Potentially. It was so, against the team we were just talking about who played last night. So you're going to have Mac and Still then good. Hoyer if he plays a little bit. And Bailey Zappi, what, was like 27 oh my God. 35. <laughs> the Seahawks fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> Their fans have to be so miserable. Just yeah. absolutely miserable with what's going on. I hope they continue to show up over there. Go ahead. Six is a lot, though. Six is a lot. Pun. But I think... What we saw last week is Bailey Zappi can hold on to a lead it, or build on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zappi was slinging. He threw the ball, what, 40 times or 40 something? Times, yeah. Yeah. Then there's Saints at Packers happening this evening. Um, Aaron's not playing. No. Jordan Love's playing. Yes. How was Jordan Love in week one? Uh, I don't. I think, I mean, he threw three picks if you looked at it, but I think uh, it goes back to what Rodgers was saying is the receivers were making a lot of mistakes and stuff like that. Oh, so, so Aaron actually might have been most upset that those receivers were fucking over Jordan Love. He, huh. it, a, the, the quote that we talked about yesterday and that everyone was talking about obviously got a lot of the headlines, but yeah, if you expanded on it, that's basically what he said. He's like, it's really unfair to characterize what Jordan did, and a lot of people will because they'll look at the stat sheet, but he was like, you know, none of those turnovers were his fault essentially one was a drop look at Aaron right the numbers so Aaron being a great teammate in the same quote and I did not see the entirety of the quote there to Jordan Love a person who everybody would assume that he would absolutely fucking hate mm-hmm. because of the whole situation he was he was being great teammate to Jordan Love Although he was potentially saying something publicly that myself and a lot of others were like, hey, you need to, that should be behind closed doors, I think is the proper way to handle it. But then as I started morphing and looking into it, I feel like he feels like he's a coach this year. 
Yeah. Yeah. I on like the videos that are coming out of training camp, and maybe this has happened all the time, it's just never shown because you know the narrative about him was he doesn't care about anybody but himself, he's a fucking asshole. That's always been the narrative. So maybe these videos didn't make it out. Him like directing corners yeah. mm-hmm. and like I, like that video was a big deal because maybe it's the first time somebody's come up to him and asked, and maybe it's him feeling obligated to do so. But that motherfucker with the wealth of knowledge he has, wanting to give back to his team, I like I think that is awesome. And the fact that he stood up for Jordan Love almost while doing that whole thing not a lot of conversation happened about that we fucked that up as well i did as well that's big time that's big news so we like the saints tonight yeah potentially i mean uh, they were bad last week whoa, too. They were, whoa, everybody so jordo's jordo's pretty good and then danny etling ex-patriot came in and played really well for the packers Dog. last week mm-hmm. and then but i don't think james is kind of coming off an injury i don't know if he's gonna play tonight there's not a lot of right ian book again I yeah. Assume. yeah so and packers was, are minus three ian books not great in the nfl no, no. he was not great andy last dalton, week. it's bad, andy dalton and then probably gonna be ian book for a long time so i lean don't lean pack there Andy Dalton. How much is Andy Dalton playing? Probably not much. He's a vet, right? Yeah, but maybe Dalton says, "Hey, I want three quarters." Maybe. Yeah, I know. But we went through that song and dance with Gino last night. And that was well. Nice. Andy, you're saying Andy, Andy Dalton? Whoa, you, go back and look at the fucking record books for Andy Dalton. Now, no, no, Gino Smith, West Virginia guy. I got nothing. Exactly. Look at his record books and look at the team he played versus the Packers team that Andy Dalton's going to play. It's basically even Bro, it out. Look, Andy Dalton won eleven games like five, six straight years. Yes. Yeah, a long time ago. That was, still happened. That though. was five, six years ago. Yeah, but you're just saying like, no, I don't think it was like three years ago, it was like wasn't it? 2014, 2015. Bengals, Bengals didn't win. That's <laughs> 11 a long games. time. Ago. Oh yeah, and he got traded on his birthday. Or yeah, on his yeah, birthday. And they and got knocked the, out, and his O line didn't yeah. have they didn't back, back in Dallas. The Bears yeah. last year, and, and the Bears were what the Bears yeah, were. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't want to jump the. Andy Dolan's a great player. Yeah, He's but I'm just saying, player. you just. I think this, Geno Smith, 10 year quarterback, great run. Uh-huh. West Virginia, let's go, pal. Mm-hmm. Last night got unlucky, a couple things. Yes. I think you're being very disrespectful to Andy Dolan's accomplishments in the NFL, like a lot of people are, whenever you're just with a guy. I like Geno, but just doing that, I think it's pretty fucked up. I'd just like to let you know that. And you just kind of let that fly out of your mouth. Yeah. And you need to, I think, reassess Andy Dalton's stature and how you remember his NFL career, personally. Absolutely. Can't just remember him from getting knocked out in Dallas and nobody else. Of course. His head rolled around on the turf. Can't just judge him off of the Chicago Bears stuff where I don't think they gained a yard or two whenever he was there for a while. But nobody did. I mean, I think they scored zero points for 45 straight quarters. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't judge that. We can't judge the end of his Bengals thing. No. I'm just, you got to look into the entirety of his uh, Rolodex of NFL memories yeah and if we were talking about it for sure when i'm looking at packers minus three against the saints tonight i'm not thinking about andy dalton six years ago i'm thinking about andy dalton we've seen the past three years and yeah i'm betting against him sorry jeez andy dalton does not deserve any of this no he doesn't but we i mean we just talked about aaron Rodgers helping jordan love do i want the quarterback who's being helped by the back-to-back mvp probably looking at his third in a row or do i want the quarterback who's been three years in a row kind of bad I'm taking the Aaron Rodgers guy. Yeah, but Andy, don't at least you're not taking Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm that, taking that, the that guy. That was wild that you just started. You you linked Aaron Rodgers into this we, because Jordan. I mean, Rodgers has come out and said this year, kind of comparing the Favre Rodgers situation to the Rodgers Love situation. You mentioned him being a mentor. Like it seems like he's passing on more knowledge this year than he ever has before. I agree. I'm so, on your side. And wide receivers are going to run the right routes too, right? Get where yeah. I better. Exactly. They got a fire lit under their ass. And granted, the Saints. And defense is deep, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many of those guys those guys want to play week three, so I don't know how many of them are going to be playing tonight. But is it but, deep? Is it a deep roster on uh, the defensive side? Yeah, I mean, I'd say fairly. Their defense is definitely the so strength of their tonight. team. I don't. By the way, there's a chance Dalton goes for 400 yards tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, well, we've been saying it every game he has played though for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, he's got a chance. So that is what you were talking about, basically. Yeah. And the Saints wide receivers, I doubt play as long as the Packers. You know, first defense just because Michael Thomas injury, Jarvis Landry, vet proven, doesn't really need to do anything all right so we got the packers we got the patriots minus six a lot love you andy dalton by the way <laughs> no want, you don't just want to throw that out there I you love actually andy. you took your boston dong out and pissed on andy Dalton's oh, entire yeah. legacy <laughs> no. look andy's great but the last time he lit anything up was when he was slinging that ball around his backyard in that video <sighs> do you remember how good that was yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of a small side yard. It was a side yard. Remember, okay, right? we yeah, were giving yeah. a heads up yeah. that that was just a side yard. Yeah, That's his training. He was yard. actually trying to replicate the Bengals training facility at that time. <laughs> exactly. The size exactly. But he was going to be a cowboy at that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. He just what did he know? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> small little tiny little baby exactly. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last game, obviously, everybody's going to have eyes on this. Texans Rams. Yeah. Okay. Texans Rams. Ten oh one Eastern late night game. Seven oh one local time. That's prime time over there in L A. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, listen. All of Los Angeles is going to come out for this game. Every right? one of them. Definitely. Everybody's going to love to come out and watch their yeah. Rams. Their Super uh-huh. Bowl champions. Yeah, that's right. They're going to get to SoFi Stadium with an LED board. The host of WrestleMania coming up. Everybody's going to be flocking. This going to be a tough atmosphere for Dougie Davis Mills, but he was born for this. How much time is Dougie Davis Mills playing tonight? So Lovey said a little bit more than game one. I think he only got a drive in game one. Oh, so, so maybe a quarter game, for Davey Mills. And three. then you got yeah, Kyle Allen, former game. Panthers and football team quarterback who had COVID last week. I think he's back now. Uh, going up against the Wolf. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they got another guy. Uh, quarterback, not for just the Rams. any other guy. Bryce Perkins is a preseason hero. Quarterback. Yeah, this is Rams. Yeah, he's yeah. a runner. He's he's pretty superstar. Yeah, he's superstar. A preseason preseason he's quarterback. He's a thrower. He's a guy you know. Uh, Dirty just walked in here. He's a big-time Rams, Rams fan. Rams never play starters. Perkins. Dirty, do you know anything about this Rams team this year, or are you guys just banking on last year's team <laughs> carrying into this year, Dirty? Uh, it's probably a lot of last year's team and some of the new additions. Um, we got a lot of depth this year in the secondary. Okay. Trying to build up the line a little bit. Uh, see, the thing is, Dirty needs to be playing for the fucking Rams. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially right. tonight in the preseason game. Yeah. How, Dirty, how do you feel about the Rams tonight as they take on the Texans, which are obviously in the middle of a massive rebuild? I uh, feel pretty confident right now. Uh, not really, not really worried about it because I think the uh, it's a bunch of posi- position battles going on right now, especially in the secondary. We we drafted a lot of guys for the Rams. Yeah, caught dirty in the middle of a meal. Uh, we, uh, uh-huh. we do apologize for that. Is, yeah. So we like the uh, we like the Rams here. I think I think we all like the Rams probably. Yeah, in game one, Bryce Perkins played the entire game, so I Dog. wouldn't be shocked if he does that again. And he he's a runner too. I mean. I mean, prime time, Doug. I also, I mean, you got Dave. This one, I think I'm gonna stay away from this one. This one's too tough. We're betting all the games. What are we even talking about? Look for, three games on. What are we? Look for the wolf to score on every possession. If the he wolf has plays, the I don't know if he's playing. He's got. Is his neck been fixed? I think that's the last time we saw him, and they had to, yes, yeah, surgically take four feet out of his neck yeah. because it was that stretched out that much, and he's back. What was his name again? John Wolford. I thought it was Tony. dog. Yeah, 
Hungry like the wolf. He started over Jared Goff, who is getting paid thirty million dollars yeah. in Detroit right now to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, say Goff couldn't throw, and he came in and threw. So Matthew Stafford is he warming up? He going full pads, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose tonight. Okay, Sean McVay said Wolf. The Wolf will go for the first half. Uh, uh, okay, Give so we like the Rams. So yep. what do you mean stay away from anything? You got the Wolf, the guy who defied odds and he got his neck all the way back. I You're mean, right, Doggy Mills. So we like the Patriots, we like the Packers, and we like the Rams. Boom. Let's Down do it. That's the first time I've ever done that left-handed. Here we go. Happy to have it. That means it's definitely going to hit. Great omen. And this was the gambling gods blessing me last night when I woke up, woke up and saw the one thirty-seven left on the clock, and they said, "Hey, don't what this uh And they said, "Don't worry about don't it, worry. dude. Go back mm-hmm. to sleep." And yeah. I said, "Thank you. That's two for two. And the uh, I think tonight we go three for three. Hell yeah. Yeah. And because of that, what happened with you last night? Taking every under in all three of these games, even though I hate taking under. No, see, like that's the thing, though. I feel like that was a warning shot, don't you think, from the gambling gods? Like, hey, you were dancing a little bit too hard on the, oh, it's going to go under. It's going to yeah. go under. This is like a, this. We could have easily. The gambling gods like, we could have. Hey, just like could've that. Had you. Yeah. Right there. Could have done it. And then the next play. Literally the next play. Could have had you right there. Be careful. The Rams scored 30 on their own last week. Yeah. Does joint practices do anything for this? Like the fact that they've been around the team and seen the offense for the past couple of days. Like, does that change anything when you were playing at least? I We played the Bears in joint practice the only time we ever did it. And I, I this is going to be, you know tough to think about, but I don't remember a single minute of that preseason. Yeah, game. fair. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to think back to like any preseason games I remember. The only one I remember, Cincinnati Bengals, when I got flipped by a guy. Yes. It was on hard knocks. He made the team because of it. Mm-hmm. So There you go. Like I, I felt like, hey, congrats, pal. Got you a job. I mean? Happy you made a job. That's really the only preseason game I can recall like vividly and be like, this is what happened. That's the only preseason games are just such a like, oh, let's get rid of these memories so yeah. that we can have mm-hmm. other ones come in there. And that's how we have to um, think about these games whenever we say like Seattle's trash and Seattle's dead mm-hmm. and the Bears are good because there's plenty of preseason yeah. Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are plenty of preseason terrible teams that somehow find their way. But last night, Nobody will say the Seahawks look good. What will we learn tonight? Who knows? Who's going to be calling plays for the Patriots? Uh, probably in rotating cast again. Probably all three of them. Is that is that good for football? That, uh, is that good for the team? Is Bill Belichick even care about the New England Patriots anymore? I don't know. Uh, the Packers. What will we learn about them? Nothing. No, probably not. Actually, nothing nope. in that second. Saints-Packers, there will be nothing to learn. Maybe special teams again. See how special teams is. You know, Rich Passaccia has got things going a little bit differently. We'll see how how Pat O'Donnell looks. I mean, outside of that, nothing. Nothing matters in that game. Okay, and then the Texans-Rams matter because the Texans. Doggy will play a little bit. Starters, yeah. By the way, the uh, Rams went 0-3 in the preseason last year. They won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, they're Super Bowl champs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one. And tonight we're betting on them. All right, let's get to a break. They won week one. Yeah, won won last year. year. Oh, so they're not winning a Super Bowl this year. Oh, that's a shame. Well said. Sorry about it, Dirty. I mean, who knows if they made the playoffs this year. NFC West is going to be a problem. Uh Yeah. Especially with that Seahawks team. It's kind of finding its way. That's right. Trey Lance. They look good. I think there's one thing we know about that division. Kyler Murray ain't watching film leading up to the game. All right. Let's let's address it. Let's do it. It was Dan Orlovsky's birthday yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Ty, Mm -hmm. your thoughts on Dan Orlovsky's debut in the money. By the way. It had to cost what another maybe two thousand bucks, five thousand bucks, ten thousand. Who knows? To just add on a Thursday for all the graphics, 
You know, because at one oh, point yeah. on the screen, if they had Monday Night Football countdown, ESPN Monday Night Football, then on the ticker it was ESPN Monday Night Football, and it's like, is it not? Could we not just have yeah. this be like a Monday Night Football on Thursday? Yeah. Like, you know, like an easy. Please. That's just an easy thing I mm-hmm. thought to add on there, and that's me judging them being cheapskates or lazy and not wanting to do it. So that's on me for being an asshole. And I'm, I literally looked, the first time I turned it on. There was Monday Night Football on three different times on the screen at the same time. It was like top of the screen, Monday Night Football, background, Monday Night yeah. Football, bottom Monday Night Football. I was like, couldn't you have easily just turned it into Monday Night Football on a Thursday? Like, yes. like I think two seconds. Just, I, th- I think you could have made it a little bit different, but obviously they got much bigger things to worry about. RG3 was on the cast. Yep. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, that- he, he replaced Randy Moss. Randy Moss is not going to be there. I believe so. Yeah, I believe RG3 is replacing Randy Moss for Monday Night Countdown. Randy, yeah. What is Randy Moss doing? I wonder if he's just doing the Sunday show now. Okay, so he said Sunday, Monday, too much for me. Potentially. I, I don't know for sure, but I I read online that RG3 is, the, is replacing Randy Moss for Monday Night Countdown. I would like to let everybody know that I've gotten a chance to meet RG3. He's very nice to me. That's going to be a yeah, massive, massive loss, loss to yeah, Monday Night Football. Loss. Randy was the fucking guy. Yeah. He was starting to get a little bit more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable. They were starting to let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to Man, do. You got mossed. was oh, like the best segment they had. He's on the field every single time. Uh-huh. He's Randy fucking Moss. So literally yes. everybody on the field that plays for any team sees Randy. Oh, fucking Randy Moss is here. Oh, that was my favorite player. Every yeah. position. Oh, that was one of my favorite, favorite players. Player. That was one of my favorite players over there. He's gone. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. No offense, RG3. No, no. I think he's going to do well. I think last night he did well. He was alongside Bug, I believe, mm-hmm. right? And then Schefter was on the far right. A little punditry out of Schefter last oh, night. Oh, yeah. yeah. He loves it. He loves night. it. Playing the and, game. It, and it had Steve. I don't know if he's got COVID or he didn't make the trip for this Monday Night Football on a Thursday. He was on his own like isolated Zoom call shot. And, uh, you know, that this is their first iteration this is the first time they did that and uh orlovsky riddick levy laura rutledge on mm-hmm. on the sideline this is their first time debuting i'm sure the nerves were so high from everybody well, over there swagoo. why didn't you get swagoo out there well yeah. i did see swagoo tweet that basically everybody he knows is working this thing except for him yeah what's that all about what's, no, that, all about? what's that all about maybe you didn't want to travel i mean it's a lot but how many, i think they're only getting two or three games this season yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, including yeah, yeah. that one then there's another preseason one and then they have like two games in the season yeah, right? the this is the monday night so the on game crew only getting three games the pre-show and halftime Susie. that's all year yeah, that is the monday night football cast with right. and joe i believe so i because espn announced this week that they re-signed Hall of Famer Randy Moss, three-time Pro Bowler Matt Hasselbeck, and Super Bowl champion Teddy Bruschi for Sunday NFL game. Multi-Super Bowl. Okay, perfect. So that means they had Troy and uh, Joe doing a run-through last yeah. night. Did yeah. you know that? Allegedly, yes. yeah. So they were having the two different trucks run? Because, like, Laura Rutledge doing a sideline. Who's the Monday Night Football sideline? Ooh, did they bring oh. over? No. No, because Aaron stayed with Fox, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, they just did two different broadcasts last night. I assume full broadcast, and Joe and Troy had to get used to it. Or the producers, the ESPN, Lisa Salters, Lisa, Lisa Salters. Salters. Okay. So she, was she there as well? They no, were doing no, a full see. mock through, a walk through. I wonder. Yeah, because they don't need to like it's Joe and Troy. Their vets is it strictly for the producers and the directors. I would assume, yeah, to with Joe and Troy to yeah. get like a feel for it all. Didn't Kirk say he was going to be there last night with uh, Al too, or no? No, I think they had a meeting. In LA, I don't know. I have no idea. He said they were doing a mock game too, but I don't know if it was last night's game. 
lot of mock games, a lot of everything mm-hmm. going on. So close. Orlovsky was getting killed on here. He was. was, was he didn't deserve it. We'd like to let everybody know, don't kill Orlovsky, dude. Come on. It's a great game. It was his birthday. He's got three games this year. Yeah. Three games this year. It's on ESPN. And also. 50,000 hours a year. 50,000 hours. And all we wanted to do was just call some NFL games. <laughs> yeah. Right. He got a chance to do it. I'm not going to bury any previous people that have been in there. I thought Orlovsky was better than... Some of the people that have been in the booth Agreed. in the past. 100%. For sure. I think, by the way, I think Dan Olavsky was better last night than he was at the noon in the college, college games. games. I think so, too. I think um, I think Levy was better than he was last year, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Riddick was as well. But goddamn, the internet had zero time for any Orlovsky bullshit last night. Yeah, and I think Dan has just become such an easy target. Like with with people online and stuff. Well, with us too. Well, for sure, uh, for sure. Daily punditry, exactly. Which you know, other people are seeing that as well. But it's also like that. That game was so shitty. You know, I didn't watch it really long enough to even give him a fair shake. So I don't want to say he was terrible or anything because you know he definitely wasn't. But. Well, we. I mean, I also fell asleep. Yeah, I also yeah. didn't watch very much of it the game. Yeah. But if you're if you're on the Seahawks fan base, sure. Or the uh, I forget which team Dan hated last night. I was scrolling through his. Oh, I, Chicago. He sh- was bashing Chicago. Okay, so he was bashing so Chicago. He earned some of it. He deserved it. Well, well no. Well, let's just say that those are maybe emotional birthday, responses. Oh, mm-hmm. um, he really liked Fields, though. He was he very did. complimentary. Of Fields. Ah. Googling or searching Orlovsky last night on Twitter. Was a pretty fun little exercise, but yeah, it, it was, was not. Bath. It was not mostly positive. No, no not. And Dan's on his phone. He's in Twitter. Yeah, he sees it. He sees all that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he shouldn't. Yeah, maybe take. Get like out of my there. first, maybe 15 times, maybe 20 times doing WWE stuff. I could not look at my mentions while I was on air because all the WWE fans hated me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like openly, loudly. Hated me. Who's this uninformed, loud douchebag? And it would have affected my actual performance. So the fact that Dan is mentally tough enough to scroll through those while he's live on air, I'm pretty impressed by that. Yeah. And also the fact that it is the brand he's working for is Monday Night Football, so people are immediately going to compare that booth to Troy and Joe, which... They'll never be Troy and Joe, Unfair. you know. Like that's just the way it goes. But like that's that's going to happen every time those guys call a game. I th- just, I mean, how easy just to add on thir- on a Thursday? So, well, like simple. you said, cheapskates, you know. Well, I don't know if it's cheap. Maybe right it had to be. Well, I they, mean, or lazy. Eat one of the two. Or didn't think of it. Yeah, they dump money into the graphics. Those things delivered once again. Yeah, with the fish flying yep. at Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll catching oh, the yes. awesome. Awesome. Those are some of the best moments. Yeah, yeah. my favorite. Best part is football. Not the best part of football season, but Monday Night Football when last year when the booth did stink. Uh, the animations. The animations. They were yes. hilarious. Uh, awesome. And those Always. can't be cheap to make. So if you're making those for preseason game, you're willing to spend money on it, right? I wonder if it's like a bundle package with the animator. Like, uh, hey, we want you for this season. Includes preseason games. Actually, yeah. I think Fantasy Bill is the guy that does the animations for Monday Night Football. Bill Plasky? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the guy who's on ESPN who does fantasy football now, I believe. The guy with the long hair? Uh, yeah, Danny Dopp. He's what fucking... Are... He does his fantasy What's shit. It? Where's Matthew Barry? Uh, Matt Barry, I believe, is NBC. with... Yeah. Whoa. He built up his fantasy football conglomerate by birthing fantasy football. Yes. That he got bought out by NBC. Congrats to Matthew Barry. Yeah. Well, he came on this show and Tony dunked on his face. So I don't well, know. Well, he just didn't understand what a real RB2 uh, or WR3 might be. You don't like Matthew Barry? I love Matthew Barry. Doesn't, Doesn't sound, sound like, like it. it. <laughs> Didn't sound like it at all. We talking about he's God. 
Well, yeah, but you were cutting him off every time. Uh, in our, in our yeah. fantasy world, he's gone. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny Tomlinson, yeah, we know who has yeah. the most touchdowns from everyone. who, and before he could even get it out to him. Danny, Danny Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Shut up, Matthew. Give us something we don't know. That's what you were saying. You felt yeah. almost like he was trying to alpha your fantasy stuff. Well, I mean, until he realizes like that fucking... Fantasy tone is king. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Speaking of, uh, we'll stop the news again. We won't go to break because this is a good time to make an yeah. announcement. We're having fantasy football league. Hell Here yeah. we go. Come on now, boys. <laughs> Everybody will have their own team, except for me. I'll be with CFO Phil, mm-hmm. and AJ Hawk will be with Bill. That's Here we right. go. There will be a draft live on Twitter space. What? Does AJ know? Oh, he does. I texted him. He didn't answer, yeah. but yeah, he he's now learning, I guess, like, alongside everybody else. Me and CFO Phil will be beating everybody else in this office mm-hmm. in fantasy football. Uh, it's Bruce's league. Yep. Bruce is the commish. Bruce is the one setting everything up. We have a draft on spaces, I think, mm-hmm. and it will be a snake draft. Uh, correct. That's right. Uh, we're getting half point PPR. Bingo. We got... Um, uh, standard roster, uh-huh. standard roster, yep. two kickers, two that's, kickers. Oh yeah, that's right. That's two kickers, one IR standard spot. roster. One, I, uh, I wasn't around for that. What? Yes, you were. You were voting. Yeah. You were actually pretty loud in the whole voting. No, no, no. I was two way kickers. over. Two kickers. Two, two kickers. kickers. Yeah, yeah. Two kickers. There's not even that many kickers. That's the thing. That's why it's going to be sweet. That's why me and CFO Phil maybe a little bit of an advantage. Oh. Even though there is zero chance I'm going to pay attention to any of this two days after it happens. I'm excited to get into the fantasy world. People love fantasy, I guess. Love, love fantasy. Live for it. ESPN had a full L graphic on their entire, every show mm-hmm. for three days yeah. talking about fantasy football. I thought sports gambling had come in and just completely knocked that out, but it's not in every, every state. And fantasy, I guess... You know, people really enjoy the community of it. Oh, yeah. oh, Tens yeah. of millions of people. Even people, even if people football. are not doing leagues anymore, they're still doing daily. Yeah. DFS. DFS. Pick a line, new lineup every week. Don't have to worry about injuries and stuff. All right, let's get to a break. That's big news that we're doing a fantasy football league. Yeah, huge oh. for this. What is it? I think it's uh, $50,000 to the winner, which will be $25,000 to the person, $25,000, however they would like to give it away, whether yes. it's charity or Twitter or uh, YouTube, whatever, however. And then also... Um, what's the loser got to do? Oh, they got to wear a sign in Radio Row. Yes, yep. for a whole day. Thought they were mm-hmm. sleeping at Bill's house. All right. Well, that was too cruel, so we had to. Yeah, we had to adjust what you we were going to do. Bill also didn't, didn't want hear. To. You didn't hear what fucking we found out today about Bill's house. What? Guy's got fucking twelve cats. He just bought a hamster to add on to it. Well, that thing's dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The hamster's going to be dead. If any of those cats are anything like any of the cats that I have, if there's a little rat-looking fuck that was sitting mm-hmm. in in the house, mm-hmm. I mean, those cats well, have that thing in their mouth. Well, Bill survived, so... I, I mean, that, my house must smell <laughs> fantastic. Right, let's get to a break, dude. We're back in four minutes, the show. Bill, you didn't deserve any of that, Bill. Love you, Bill. And for the record, he didn't want us staying over at his house either because then he would have to kill one of us while he killed other people, just to be fair. We're back in four. It's the Pat McAfee Show. We answer some phone calls. Uh, Big fantasy football year this year. That's right. AJ Hawk will join us in about 15 minutes. And um, this song stinks. This one? This this one? It's a mashup of songs, I guess. Oh. Oh, yeah. That song is weird. Removed from this playlist. See ya. See ya. What happened to the guy playing the trumpets and the saxophone on there? Sound like Bruno Mars. You talking about Timmy Trumpet? No, I forget who it was. Anyways, Dan Rolofsky has sent us a tweet on his Feel Good Friday. What? Uh, I don't know if we're able to pull it up. Double fist bump. Hell yeah. Love you, Dan. Love you, Dan. Love you, Dano. Congrats, Dan. That was a cool thing because they didn't put on a Thursday in the graphic. 
So it was cool to see Dan in the Monday Night Football booth. Like, yeah. I was actually happy for him. Yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah. And he looked really good because he hasn't eaten all summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yoked. Did you see him eating that cupcake? No, did he? Oh, uh, with a candle. He was eating the cupcake. Oh, with the birthday. Yeah, birthday. As a, as a spoon. Was that was during the game last night? Yeah. That was after his 23 zip, I assume? I'm I was out. <laughs> if it was after 23 <laughs> zip, <laughs> before 137 left, 138 left on the game, I missed it all. Yeah, sure. Wasn't there. So I have to go back and watch. Obviously, you get the flow of Dan Orlovsky's game, but I'm happy for him. <laughs> in the middle of preseason, but storylines are cooking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. One in specific is where will Jimmy G. Oh. Be playing quarterback. Where will the handsome Paisano, Jimmy Garoppolo, play quarterback this upcoming season? Because he's currently under contract with the San Francisco 49ers. He has led the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl in the past and NFC Championship games. But what will he look like this upcoming season? Who will he be playing for? Will the San Francisco 49ers be cutting him or trading him? And with Trey Lance being there, the Niners have told him, you work out different field, don't even come around the team. Mm -hmm. Now... There's a couple of reports coming out about Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. that are not very positive. And I don't know why this would be getting out right now when it seems like we're on a precipice for him going to another team. But Chris Sims on Pro Football Talk alongside Mike Florio had this scathing take yeah. about Jimmy Garoppolo as a leader and as a quarterback of an NFL team. Franchise quarterback, you're all in. It's a 12-month-a-year job. There's no offseason for a franchise quarterback. And apparently there was some dismay that in 2018, after he got his money, he just disappeared oh. until it was time to show up for the offseason program. I know so many people out there in San Francisco. Kyle couldn't keep track of it. Track of it. I've heard this from players, ex-coaches there. He goes off the radar all the time. All the time. Nobody can get in contact with him. But his first year in offseason there, that's when I was made aware of it. I'm not going to name the player I was at, but I was at an event, and the player who was a long-standing player with the 49ers was like, I can't get the quarterback to call me back. I've called them every day for a month. You hear it from everybody. I've heard it from ex-coaches who have moved on and just gone, yeah, it's weird. You know, they, the, the organizations tried to reach out to him times and, and explain things to him, and they, they can't get a hold of him to the point where I think they've had to like drive to his house and knock on the door and be like, hello, are you alive? Are you there? So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's why there's the 49er fan base that wants to know, why are we getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? I I think there's more than just the play on the field at hand here. And, yeah, I think a lot of the NFL knows these stories a little bit, and I think that's why maybe, you know, we've had some teams kind of drag their feet and and not sure if they really want to go all in on the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. So that knucklehead right there, mm-hmm. that goofball is Chris mm-hmm. Sims. And obviously we know Chris Sims is a former NFL quarterback, son of Phil Sims, Phil Sims, who's been in the media game his whole life. Uh, Chris Sims, formerly a Bleacher Report. Now he's with NBC and Pro Football Talk and oh. Football Night in America. He's well known because he's best friends with Kyle Shanahan. Yep. College roommates. Yep. College roommates with Kyle Shanahan. And that's why he led off his uh, statement with saying, I know so many people over there, Kyle couldn't keep track of it. Okay, so let's go ahead and 
saying it's not just from his direct best friend who is now the head coach of the team in which Jimmy G plays for. He's getting his information from other people as well. I don't know who's just openly talking to Chris Sims about what's going on with Jimmy G on a regular basis, but we don't know who Chris Sims does. We have no, no idea what it is. Could be from Kyle, though, is what some people are thinking and yeah. automatically assuming when Chris Sims talks about the Niners situation might be coming from Kyle. He's clearly saying it did not. So we just have to take him for a word, his word that it did not come from Kyle. Now, it is tough to hear something like this and take it that serious because we have had somebody on our show who's a former president of a baseball team, David Sampson. Yeah, and this is literally what Sampson said. Now, Marlins and baseball is a different league, different sport. This is what he had to say about the end of a run for some guys whenever it comes to a team and how they're going to handle business. I've I've been told that the MLB will float out a proposal that they haven't officially made yet to the media, see how the people respond, and then they're like, okay, good, this one's fucking good, let's write it down, we'll send this over as an actual proposal. Is that something that the MLB has done for a long, long time now? Is that kind of the move? So what, what we would do is we would float when we wanted to sign a player we would float it out there to see what sort of reaction we get to a certain player, whether it may move the revenue needle. If we were going to trade a player, we would start floating out. Listen, this may not be the best teammate. We may have a clubhouse issue. Wow. So we could try to ease the pain when we're making a, a trade because of money. When we're doing some sort of promotion. So like that is, it's hard not to just immediately think of that now anytime any bad story gets kind of run about a quarterback that we thought was like the ideal model teammate oh, yeah. i've not heard any of this aside from him potentially being on the tabloids dating porn stars right don't really sorry know. about it sorry about it says jimmy we don't really know anything about jimmy off the field now this close to his departure with a new quarterback on the horizon for the niners there's this story being released about how he's it's not just on field it's also off field stuff that's hard for me to believe, I think. Honestly, it is. So we said, you know what we need to do? Let's go ahead and call somebody that might have a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and call somebody that has boots on the ground in the San Francisco market. Beat writer. This isn't feel the beat for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, but this is not a... Um, this is not just anybody. This is at Lombardi himself. Ladies and gentlemen, David Lombardi. Yeah, David! What's up, dude? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Hey, I'm, on. hey, thank you so much for joining us. This is not Feel the Beat, so we're going to have to get you into that segment at least one time. This is just conversation right now. Chris Sims had an entire take about how he knows a lot of people in the San Francisco 49ers organization, not just Kyle Shanahan. He's college roommates of Kyle Shanahan. I assume he's been around the Niners organization, knows a lot of friends of best friends of yours. So let's just take him for his word that this didn't come from Kyle Shanahan. But he talked about how, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's a bad teammate, bad leader, what? not around much, can't find him. He disappears out of nowhere. Then we played a David Sampson thing, MLB president. He said they would leak bad information about a player they're about to trade so that the fans can get a little bit more on board with a potential departure of player. What is this story? And how come you, okay, covering the Niners, haven't told us about this? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy G is, is not a pro quarterback, not an NFL quarterback. What is real? What is not in this entire Jimmy G saga about him just disappearing and not being a leader or whatever? This this has come over no out of nowhere for us. Are we wrong? Yeah, I don't think it's come out of nowhere. George Kittle, for example, has been joking for a couple years that Jimmy G is really hard to get a hold of in the offseason. You go back to some of his old social media posts. There's a picture of George sitting next to Jimmy's locker showing him something on a phone. And George 
captions it saying, I'm showing Jimmy how to use the new iOS because apparently he doesn't know how to use his phone. It doesn't get back to me for like a lot of time over the course of the off season. But this was like a joking matter. And Jimmy had always, you know, reported to the first day of OTAs, phase one, whatever you want to call it. And I will add that in 2020 in the off season, they all met in Nashville and worked out a lot of the star players. And supposedly Jimmy was the ringleader. So, you know, those close to the team, this is like not surprising. The fact that it's being made into something this big is surprising, if that makes sense. But we've had the tea leaves uh, already ahead of time. So he's he's made it to every OTAs. He... I guess put together a skill workout in Nashville, which is where Kittle lives, I assume, right? Didn't know where Kittle has a house. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, although this is potentially true, that there are moments of the year where Jimmy G is impossible to get a hold of. Who knows what he's in? Who knows? Uh, I mean, George has this running joke. Jimmy won't text me back. And that's been a running joke since like 2017. George was a rookie in 2017. Jimmy joined the 49ers in 2017. Huh. So they, it's not like foreign. I've, I've heard these rumors before, but now they're turned into something that's uh, being used to, to negatively frame Garoppolo as opposed as a joke. And which it has been kind of just a joke for a long time. Now, do you think other yeah. NFL teams are worried about this joke that is being made into something? And that's why nobody has maybe offered up a big time trade or had as much interest as we could think, aside from the shoulder injury that has just got healed up, I guess? No, listen, this is the way I look at it. The offseason, we saw the, the shoulder injury obviously cool the trade market. But now the 49ers are between a rock and a hard place because after August 30th, or I guess on September 10th is the exact date, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is going to become guaranteed if he stays with the 49ers, and they obviously want the cap savings. So all these prospective teams, you know, if, if there's somebody interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, knows that the 49ers are probably going to have to release him and probably are going to release him within just a couple of weeks. So now it's this waiting game, and I don't think the 49ers will be able to trade him unless somebody gets really desperate, right, and they want a quarterback in their camp right now. So I think the, the you know lack of a trade has more to do with just the market dynamics. First it was the injury, and now it was the fact that, that they're up against the corner and they're probably going to have to release him. Last question here. Nobody in San Francisco thinks Jimmy G isn't uh, a franchise quarterback leader, everything like that, bad teammate. Nobody thinks he's a bad teammate, bad leader, bad franchise quarterback, or are there some people that have their worries? I mean, it was just the opposite, right? There there were physical limitations, especially when he got hurt this past year, but everybody was just banging the drum for how good of a leader he was and how much they liked him in okay. the locker room. Yeah. So that's why all this talk about him, you know, not being a leader, that, that kind of comes out of left field. We know that he doesn't text back <laughs> for certain parts of the offseason, but as far as leadership goes, that was for five years that I've covered him. That was the one strong suit that people would consistently point to inside the 49ers locker room. Okay, so just like what Samson said, kind yeah. of maybe that oh, is bullshit. the thing. Who knows? Uh, last question. Which Lombardi are you related to? We assume all Lombardis <laughs> are related at yeah. some point. Has to be probably some town, yeah. same uh-huh. town in Italy. Yeah. Are you related to any of the Lombardis in football currently or in the past, or is it just happenstance? Only by name. Can't lie to you guys. But do you know what Lombardi means, I guess? It means fucking win a football championship. (laughs) It means the long bearded one. So I started working on the beard this off season. The the Lombards, right? So that's that. Those were the northern Italians that that kind of when the Roman Empire fell, you had like the Germanic people come and like sack 
northern Italy, and they had long beards. They called them the Lombards. And the Lombards also very pale-skinned, as opposed to the southern Italians <laughs> have the olives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I, they're I, taller, I, too. Hey, Paisan, we appreciate you joining us and getting to the bottom of that, ladies and gentlemen, David Lombardi. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Here we go, Adam, baby. That's right, hour two here, guys. We lead into preseason week two weekend. Last night, preseason week two kicked off in beautiful week three? Week two. Week yeah. two, but three Hall with the Raiders Hall of Fame game. Right. They need to stop that. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't wanna, you know, I don't know how much sway we have in any portion of life. That Hall of Fame game needs not to happen. Players hate it, coaches hate it, fans hate it, media hate it. Have an event. Have like a quarterback challenge. Have like yeah, ha- mm-hmm. well, retired quarterback challenge. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, Hall of Fame oh, geez, challenge. Yeah, like get fucking Marino and Brett Favre out there and let them run. And Terry have yeah. run that exactly. blitz game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have blitz. Making an event as opposed to making it guys having to go back to training camp earlier than everybody else. Us watching the game, hating it, then have another week and a yes. uh, half till more games. It just. I assume more people watch Hall of Fame game than like any other sports events. Sure. So it's going to be hard to just change that. But I think if you do anything with NFL related with big names, it's going to draw eyes as well. Nonetheless, week two, preseason weekend kicked off last night yep. as the Bears stampeded the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, we got a lot of games today. Three games, Panthers and Patriots, uh, then uh, Saints at the Packers, Texans at Rams, then tomorrow, Lions at Colts. I think we'll be there. Steelers at Jaguars, Cowboys at Chargers, Broncos at Bills, Niners at Vikings, and then Sunday there's three more game or two more games. So it should be a NFL-filled weekend, and I cannot wait for it. The talks the tables here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Tone Diggs is one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, he is here as well. Joining us from an attic in Ohio, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. AJ, the haircut looks better day two after that thing. Uh, Um, You look good. You look fantastic. Did you watch the game last night? Seahawks look bad. Just preseason. Just preseason though, AJ. Yeah, I watched most of it. Uh, I would imagine Zito feels pretty good about what his Bears did. You know, Justin Fields moving the ball now. I don't know if they're going to be able to block for him. I mean, they're very lucky. He is very athletic and can make a lot of plays with his feet. But, yeah, it was a positive step for the Bears and Seahawks. I don't don't care either way for them. I think they'll be okay. Do you feel attached to Justin Fields because he's also Ohio State meathead? No, I don't feel attached. I'm a fan of his, absolutely. But I don't know what it's going to be like this season. Mm -hmm. I feel like if they're going to be good, he has to play very, very well. And a lot of things are going to have to go their way, I think. For instance, Geno Smith went to West Virginia, so I do feel like I should stick up for him for what happened last night, what has happened over the last four quarters. He has played for the Seattle Seahawks as their quarterback in a competition for the starting role in his 10th year in the NFL, which is very successful. I mean, that first drive, that third down, that thing, that that gets caught, that's a completely different ball game. And that was a beautiful ball. Over a linebacker, in between corner safety, like right on a dime. Ball gets dropped. We're punting. Chicago's coming back the other way. Guns a-blazing, the Chicago Bears, by the way. Seattle, the Seahawks fans, fucking the 12s, which might have a couple of rough years coming ahead. We'll see how dedicated they remain to the Seahawks, which they will say a lot. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, with no Russell Wilson, no star, really. That kind of brings all the energy out of that stadium. Completely different game. Him tripping over the running back, I mean, that's literally that far off, his cleat off of that. You trip, fall down there, that changes the entire game. Jacob Eason comes in, slings the ball around a little bit, but I feel like the Seahawks were this close a couple different times last night, but doesn't it feel like 
the teams that lose a lot of games always like this close. Like it just like seems to not be going their way. And for the Seahawks, not only do you use Wagner, not only do you lose Russell Wilson, 17 years of Pro Bowls between the two of them, you lose an identity, I think, on offense. Now, DK and Ty aren't playing. but And if the football gods are working against you, I mean, fucking A, it might be a long year up there in Seattle. It's just preseason. But fucking A, that might be a long year, A.J. Hawk. I mean, it absolutely could be. And, like, the, the Legion of Boom defense, that's been gone for a little bit, but there's still been traces of it. Obviously, having Russ there, you're like, okay, we remember what it was like when the Legion of Boom was there. And then when Bobby Wagner, he's off the defense, yeah. like, all right, now we're officially moving on to, like, a new thing here in Seattle. So there may be some growing pains along the way. But, I mean, maybe they can be one of those teams that kind of – Flies under the radar, but too bad their division's too good around them. NFC West, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be very difficult. I think in the NFC West, I'm excited to see the Seahawks fans. The next I hope it's the same atmosphere. I would imagine it will be early for sure. But if they are not successful, how do you? How do they continue to bring back that week juice? One, I bet you it'll be packed, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see how the well, let's see how the team does. Yeah, yeah. Once, regular season could be completely different than preseason for a lot of these teams that we're going to judge and overreact to because we do a daily show and NFL football's back, so we have to. No DK Metcalf, no uh, Lockett. The defenses are playing vastly different, right? Just like yeah. the Colts against the Bills. Jonathan Taylor's not in the backfield. The Bills' defense is playing very different. So the Colts aren't necessarily seeing what they're going to see in the game because they're without fucking MVP cannon in the back. So we have to take that into account, right? Don't we, AJ? I think we have to. Yeah, I think it absolutely all plays. It's a factor. And I know what the, the Giants' D coordinator's taking shots at Bill Belichick because they were Wait. calling a few too many blitzes. Yeah, so well, things like that. Well, he got those exotics. AJ, they got those exotics. You know, those, amoeba. The amoeba. They, they might pull out the amoeba defense. That's they do. That's what the whole mm-hmm. do. You remember Ravens defense? They're an amoeba. You never know who's where. They're always changing, fluctuating, kind of, you know, around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got to work that. You know, it's first year institute, and none of the players there have ever played that style of defense. So Wink's like, hey, we're on to Cincinnati, but also, Bill. Fucking, what do you want me to do? Sorry about it. What do you want me to do? But none of these guys ever played this style of defense. I had it for fucking 20 years with Baltimore. Everybody that came there basically just went through, hey, this is our defense 101 from the older players and film and everything. Now I got nothing, Bill. What the fuck you want? We're on Cincinnati, but Bill, what the fuck you want me to do? Basically, That's kind of what Wink said, I think. I I didn't hear Mm -hmm. all those words, but I do feel like that is kind of what Wink said. But you're right. Like that defense, they're going to run blitzes all the time because that's what their defense naturally is. But a lot of these teams aren't showing shit right now either, offense or defense. So it's hard to judge. But Seahawks fans have to be pretty bummed. You know what I mean? Like have to be pretty bummed about everything going on. I mean, I just don't know what they – like what positive things do they have going? If you look at the Seahawks right now, okay, all these teams have certain things that they like hitch their wagon to and they're pumped for the season. I mean, we know we know Evie is so juiced about the Lions and everything they have. What do people have to be excited for when when you look at Seattle? Well, see, Evan though has the and by the way, I think Evan will be back next week. Sweet. Miss, Miss Foxy. Love you, Foxy. Love you, Love Foxy. Foxy. He's a handsome son of a bitch, yeah, I guess. Very yeah. handsome. From Detroit. Very but, handsome. Yeah. For yeah. But the Lions fans, I think, reasonable. Hey, we're gonna win ten games this year. And we're going to get to the playoffs. And I think yes. he says playoff win. Like, that's their goal. Mm-hmm. That, yep. is, that has been their goal for 20 years. We just want to win a playoff game. That's all we want to do. That's the expectation. That's it. And at this stage of the NFL calendar, any team can believe that, right? I mean, that is literally something any, team, oh, yeah. any team's sure. fan base can believe. So what I'm Lions' expectations versus Seahawks' fans' expectations. I wonder, like, are Seahawks' fans 
that realistic after going to the promised land numerous times, having a guy, you know, are they they're not, not realistic. Fans are not realistic. You can't be. If you're a fan of a team, you, you Lions can't be Lions fans are, though. It's a, yeah. it's a rebuilding year. It's a rebuilding two or three seasons for us. They can't think that. And it might not be that. That might not be the case. Some guys could step up, but, hey, it sure looks like it might be. But I'm saying, like, Lions fans are realistic, I think, though. Like, they're like – They're legit saying 10-11 wins and a playoff win. Yeah, that's not saying they will do it. They're saying, like, that's what they're hoping Best for. Best case scenario. Yeah, they're very hopeful for that. They think it's a it's a real possibility, which I I think that's – yeah, why not? You should think that. Any team. The year we were 2-14 and 14 and we had basically nobody playing, there was nine one-score games that we could – imagine if we go 11-5 and five that year. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it could have happened. The ball goes – for whatever reason, though, it seems like the bounces normally go to the team that's better and works harder and you know that does all the little things throughout the year and all of that stuff adds up and that's not just football by the way that's life it feels like luck seems to go in the favor of people that you know maybe treat the universe in a proper fashion as opposed to other people but still got to get fucking lucky in the, some of those games that year we were awful got the number one pick we were bad there was six, seven games where, like, oh, should have won. Like, right there. Hey, actually should have probably won. So every team, I think, can – every team's fan base can have the mindset, like, yeah, we can make we can make the playoffs this year. And if we get in a dance, get in a dance, you never know. Like, But I think there's some teams, because they've had success, that like the Colts. Colts expectations, fans, fucking Super Bowl, dude. Yeah. What are you even yeah. talking about? Phil Rivers got to the playoffs with uh, in his first year or whatever. They lost, lost to the Bills. Like, I don't know if anybody here – in five years, we'll even remember Phil Rivers' like run as a quarterback here because it wasn't like AFC Championship mm-hmm. or a Super Bowl or something like that. Lions fans, differently. Bengals fans, I assume for a long time, like, hey, we just want to kind of dance and win four games. Then he gets to a fucking Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year. I'd love to see the Bengals fans are like, we're just hoping to win some games now. Yeah. We got to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, you know, there's no, it's so- 15 straight Super Bowls now that Joe Burrow's in town. It's like you set your own expectation for your fan base. And I think the Seahawks fan base expectations are fucking. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sky high. And that's why I keep saying, like, it seems like Seahawks fans are going to have to, like, almost like what we were saying to you for the last couple of years. Like, hey, Patriots fans, you're about yeah. to learn what like it's like. Clemson to- fans. Is it like Clemson fans? Like, they were the talk of the town for, how, what, the last five, six, seven years, and then what was the record last year? How many How many Nine games? Nine, three or something? Is DJ Uyunglele still the quarterback? I yeah, it's so. him, and then there's a uh, freshman five-star who's apparently pushing him. Well, DJ Uyunglele was also a freshman five-star. Yeah, and he uh-huh. did not play great last year. Wow, that was weird. He looks really good at times. He's huge. COVID, dude. Yeah, you're right. You can't judge anything. You know, last night there was a guy on the team. uh, Big return? I think he was a return, maybe? For the Bears? yard return for the Bears? Six years he was in college. Oh, Vilas Jones Jr. Vilas Jones Jr. Six years in college, took the COVID year, Mm -hmm. got better, and then comes in the NFL, going to make the team. Yeah. He's 25 right now. He's like the special teams player of the year in the SEC, co-player of the year or something. He's like an Australian okay. that comes over after their yeah. AFL career, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like freshmen in college at the age of 26. Like, mate, I haven't gone to, I haven't gone to school, university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a fucking full-grown adult, though. You're competing against yeah. a 17-year-old kid right now. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> you The guy that comes in, he's 28 because he played eight years of minor league baseball. J.R. House? Yeah, we had yeah. that. <laughs> we had J.R. House. He was, I don't know, 25, 26. He was awesome. So nice to everybody. Rich. You know, had Drew Henson was an old quarterback that did that, too. Yeah. He was awesome. And then uh, he was gone after one year. Brandon Brad's, Weed. Yeah, Brandon Weed. Brandon Weed, yeah. He graduated 28? 29 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Russ Wilson, round. now Russ didn't go play. No. But he was drafted no. first round. He, he, was, he, was, he Hey, you know what he was doing? Riding. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, all yeah. Russ does, He hit 456 in double A. Russ? Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, did. no, what? No, did. If Russ would have hit 456 in double A, he'd be fucked. He would be starting at shortstop for the Yankees right now. What is, you know, now that we know a little bit more about Russ, and sorry, Seahawks fans, it's going to continue here. Yeah. Because this guy's not your quarterback. Now he's popular, he's liked, and he seems to be showing more of himself than he ever has. Your team appears to stink. Uh-huh. His team appears to be very good. Right. Oh, Seahawks fans. We were, this is what happened with Indianapolis when Peyton left, by the way. There's going to be a lot of Broncos jerseys. You know, there's going to be that split Broncos Seahawks jersey that opening yeah, yeah. night. Yep. A lot of those. Look for a lot of threes split in half in orange and blue, and then whatever the Seahawks uh, jersey they decide to do it with. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen, I think, because it happened here in Indy. We had Andrew Luck, though. And Andrew Luck was a little bit different. Yeah. He was a little bit of a gamer. And that guy would actually put the entire team on his back. And he would run into, like, those knights that had the the big jousters. Oh, jousters. And he would just run. And they would just be stabbing him in his lungs and his appendix and everything. His Good spleen hit. and his heart. And then also right in the head. Yeah. Right. And he would thank the knight and yeah. say, oh, I can't. I'm going to go right back here. You go that way. I appreciate it. Put the whole team on his back again. And then he would run. By the way, like it didn't even happen. No. Full speed right back into it. Boom. Demolished. Hey, that was an awesome hit. I'll see you again. He's going right back to the fucking front of the line. He's back. And we went to a fucking AFC championship. Yeah. We Peyton Manning goes and has his best season ever, throws more touchdowns than ever, gets to another Super Bowl. And we had a number 32 ranked team going into the season. What does that mean? Who's ranking? Fuck them. But we were dead, dead last go to the AFC Championship game that your AFC playoffs that year. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And I don't know if Seattle has that. Now, to Russell Wilson. What if the Broncos are fucking unbelievable this year? Could be. Are we thinking there's a chance of that? Orlovsky likes them in the AFC West. Orlovsky now. Hey, did you get to listen to Dano last night on his birthday? I did. I saw a little bit of you guys saying he was, uh, you know, there may be some negative comments out there. That's normal. I thought Dano was Dano. I think he did great. He was there. Yeah, he... More than some. I mean, the is it like, are some people seeing him do games for the first time? Is what you're saying? Yeah, and also Probably. I think people are seeing him outside of his, uh, you know, his little clown uh, box. They yeah, punk yeah. chair. You know what I mean? We're gonna, hey, Dan, every <laughs> idea you have is the right one, and we're going to make you as loud as possible. Mm-hmm. Hitch that wagon. Hey, hop into every batter's box, Dan. That's what they tell him yeah. every single morning. Uh-huh. Hey, whatever. What do you What do you think about this player? Oh, we need you to hop in, or we need you to go all the fucking way in on this. Yeah, one. you're not taking any pitches. Yeah, he, he's. He sees everything coming. Curveball, it don't matter. Guy has a good game out of nowhere. That thing's breaking off the table. Dan's doing a full fucking swing. Full hack at that thing. Full. (laughs) And that ball's traveling a long way. Probably foul. Yeah. (laughs) Probably foul, but it's traveling. He's swinging hard at every single take on ESPN. And that's kind of what he's been hired to do, though. Right. Like, that's what those shows are. So I think a lot of people seeing him outside of the jousting with Stephen A or yelling at Greeny or any of the other hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of television he's on every single day. And then he put in a booth. There's going to be a natural reaction to him already. But I think as a commentator in the booth, compared to people that have done the job in the past, not that specific booth, but just booths in general, I didn't think Dan was that terrible last no. I thought he was good. He was much better than he was for the college football things, I, I think. Yeah, for sure. And that might be just because I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to college football, so when I'm watching those games, it's like, all right, I don't care. But, well, we do this year. We do. We Big do this time. year because we're part of the college football landscape now. I thought he did better, you know, than a lot of people have in there. And it was his first night, and he's only going to get do, what, three more games this year? I, I didn't understand the hate until I'm like, oh, that's because they – Already hate him from everything else he does. It's yeah. like, oh, well, that's fair, by the way. <laughs> you do what you got to do. That's expected. Yeah, I mean, I think Dan's very informative. We know that he absolutely studies the game. So, yeah, whether 
I just think if someone's talking about the commentators, I don't know, good or bad, I think it's fine. I think it's a good thing. We don't want to be completely indifferent towards them. Yeah, you're right. It, they were for a long time. And yeah, then that's that, the worst when you're like, who was in that booth? And you don't even know. Like That's, I think, worse. So I think some fans prefer that. Right? Well, yeah, they're not part of the game. Joe Buck talks about that a lot. He's like, well, if I get if I have a heart attack and die on the way there, they're still playing the game. Yeah, and I, Joe Buck then got paid like what fifteen million dollars <laughs> right. because whenever these guys get paid what they're getting paid to be in the booth, there's a reaction from a sector of people that are like, who cares about the comment? I'm not coming to watch commentator, yeah. and it's like, well, people do care. That's why there's you know fifteen twenty million dollar offers happening mm-hmm. to people right. to commentate games. So I, I, I think there is a sector that just wish robots were calling the game on this. Just tell me yeah. what down it is, what they're doing, and then get to the next play. I enjoy somebody setting the tone for the game for me. Like, I enjoy, yes. like, hey, we're watching this game together as opposed to either this is your fucking, your time to shine in story time and do that. Like, there is, you know what I mean? Like, I like the yeah. setting of the tone almost. I like to hear when, when they're having fun. I like to hear or see, hey, this person loves it. This person loves football. You can tell, like, they're a football nerd here, and they're really getting into it. That's what I think comes across the TV. You're allowed to have fun, too, you know? Why is everybody so mad? Doesn't make sense. Just how it is, bro. Everyone has been on a team. Yeah, but, like, you're, oh, so you think they feel like they're... Then other people jump on. And, yeah, it's just how it is. Have to take it seriously. Yeah, but why does everybody act like covering sports is, like, literally covering a fucking cancer researcher? You know, like, it's not that serious, dude. It's fucking football. It hasn't always been done like that either. And ha- you know what I think happened is, because we watched that Madden doc, and they're like, he exactly. changed the way football was covered. I'm like, did he? Or did he just? People people like those old school guys, their old school voices. That's what they remember, especially like the older crowd when they go after broadcasters. But now. then normally it just becomes suit, 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 mm-hmm. suit, yeah. suit, suit. Yeah. Suit, suit, suity, suit. Well, a lot and of money. And who's, who's talking to the suits, by the way? Oh. Bigger suit, 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 mm-hmm. suit, suit, suits, and then all of a sudden it's like super journalism happening. Which, by the way, respect and appreciate, but I think it should be a little bit more like a buffet. Like, you know, hey, I'm gonna grab some chicken tenders. You know, like uh, I'll also get a salad. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a pie. Like I'm allowed to have somebody that's taking it super serious outside the lines. That's what they used to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Outside the lines used to be super serious. Seriously. Now everybody's outside the lines. Like everybody is trying to win a Nobel Peace Prize covering sports. And then when I say everybody, I'm talking about obviously a majority of what sports talk became. And by the way, that's probably the only reason why this show has any form of success because like we're just sports idiots and like yeah. not trying to cure cancer might be wrong. Too. Like, that is something that we are, well, wrong about this, wrong about that. These suits covering sports, it felt like for like the last 20 years, never wrong, always curing cancer, mm-hmm. curing COVID, and this is exactly what sports should be. And it's just like, yo, loosen the fuck to, up. To your bit. point, and it needs to be covered, but there was a show that did two hours, the entire show on Sean Watts this morning. Okay, so. Two hours. We get, Good transition, actually, because. I just said there's people that cover sports that have never been wrong. I'm not sure Deshaun Watson knows he's ever been wrong before. I think he's a sociopath, right? Yeah, I think that's safe to say. I've been Googling sociopath a little bit to try to learn a little bit more because it gets thrown out about people we don't like a lot. You know, successful people normally get thrown out like, oh, this sociopath, this sociopath, just because they've had to make a decision in the past to maybe hurt somebody's feelings so they don't care whatever they say it a lot. Actually looking it up, just having no regard for potentially ever being wrong is basically like, you mm-hmm. know, kind of the form of it. How Deshaun Watson 
has been the greatest football player of all time everywhere he's ever been, right? He leaves Clemson, and Dabo says, this is the Michael Jordan of fucking football. He goes to Houston, becomes a top five player, top three player, they're on anything, and then all these allegations and super serious things happen, and he gets the biggest contract in the history of the league. That's how good of a player he is. That's how much his services are wanted. He gets the largest contract after all this. He has to have some sort of God complex, right? I mean, and then you listen to him talk, and it's like, I'm still standing on my innocence now. It is being alleged by Pro Football Talks Mike Florio, who is a lawyer and looks into everything, that the NFL released the um, statement that an agreement has been reached before Deshaun even signed the agreement to almost publicly make it a pressured situation, potentially. It is just like, this is all potential things that have happened. Because what if Deshaun thought maybe after this appeal, no more games are going to be added. I don't think Deshaun thinks anything happened, like, at all. I don't even know if he has a clue what's going on. Joining us now, maybe a man that has more information than we do. He probably does because he's been back to work for a week and a half. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NFL insider for the network and the league itself, uh, host of the weekly wrap-up of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Ian, in the co- hey, we, we appreciate you joining us. I know you traveled somewhere. You're, you're going home now. Thank you for taking time out of your day to work with us right now. Uh, no problem. I'm actually going to my wife's family's home in Mississippi. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, I just seen an 18-wheeler yeah. going 70 by you, though. This is like a Herb Street situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can't do it. Are you on the side of the highway? Are you going to get... No, I'm not going to. No one's going to hit me. It'll be okay. Jesus Christ. Get him off. Get him off. Get him yeah. off. Yeah. Hey, that, you can't be saying shit like that. Why Why'd you just do what you just did right there? You just there? saved your lives, by the way. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. All right. Appreciate it. You, did you knock on... Yeah. You know, there's no wood. It's not like no wood it. paneling or anything in this rental. But all right, you guys got me. We're good. This rental, this shitty ass rental. I ain't got wood inside of it. <laughs> like my car. Uh, Ian Rappaport joining us live from the side of a highway. Uh, any breath could be his last. <laughs> so let's make sure we enjoy all of them. Deshaun Watson situation. Okay? Deshaun yeah. Watson situation. Mm-hmm. He just has no idea. He's a sociopath. He, like, do you think that's the case right now? He has no clue? Because if you start piecing some things together with what the statement was that was released, written down, and then what the statement was of him talking, it's like, oh, clearly somebody put out a statement of what he probably should have said. And then him talking, he just, like, you know, this is a weird situation. I think we're learning a lot about Deshaun through it all. And uh, the remorse seemed to be something that Judge Drew Robinson thought wasn't there as well from it all. What do you think about that, Ian, and, and how should we view it going forward? All right, so you know, obviously I watched his, his interview, his press conference yesterday. I've read his statements. I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. I saw his interview pregame uh, before the ruling came out with Aditi Kinkabwala where he talked about how sorry he was. I've kind of pieced all of it together. Uh, and I feel like the, the explanation for his mindset, for what he feels, uh, and this is literally just reading the words of his agent, David Mulgetto, who came on Twitter yesterday, basically saying, and this is paraphrasing, but I'm sure you guys could get the tweet, basically he was saying that Deshaun Watson believes he did not commit sexual assault, but there were other things that he did, the situation he put him in, he put himself in, uh, the various lives that he affected negatively by his behavior, that's essentially what he's sorry for. He maintains his innocence as it pertains to sexual assault, um, because he does not believe that he committed that. Uh, but as far as the situation he put himself in, that's what he apologizes for. That's just me reading his words, reading, watching the interviews, reading the words of his agent, David Mulgetta. That's me trying to understand the different sort of views and the needle that he's threading. Got it. 
Is it possible he's just trying to, like his lawyers are telling him to be careful? Because could they open up another civil lawsuit if he does admit to something? Another civil lawsuit, there would have to be someone... Uh, there would have to be someone alleging him of something. Now, there is still one outstanding case. They've settled all of them except for one. You know, could there be another person who accused him of something? Certainly that is possible. And the NFL has reserved the right, as they do in all these disciplinary situations, if more information comes, they could open it back up. Remember with Josh Brown, they did that uh, several, several years back, the Giants kicker. So if more information comes, the NFL could open it up. And I'm sure that Deshaun Watson's legal team has advised him of certain things to say and certain things not to say, um, which is why, like, I mean, it's not why, but it's one reason the interviews are awkward um, because there's clearly you can almost see his mind think, thinking and working, being like, all right, I can't say this, I can't say this. It seems seems very stilted, I would say. I'd say there's very serious allegations, obviously, and Deshaun said for the people he triggered, I think it was almost everybody because of the things that were being said and alleged in abundance. I mean, there was a lot of this happening, and the NFL is the biggest league on earth. Here's the tweet from David Muldegata that you were referring to. I do believe we have. Deshaun has always stated he is innocent of sexual assault. Nothing has changed in what he said. He also said he is remorseful. The decisions he made have created this situation. The settlement allows him to move forward with his life and career. That's from David Mulageta, who should be hired by the United States government mm-hmm. to be negotiating all of our deals with everybody about everything. Mm-hmm. Right now. It's very good. Unbelievable. And he represents, you know, he represents his clients. He does his job as an agent. Now, I will say, as a friend of yours, I think we can say that, I don't think I'm doing my job allowing you to sit right where you're sitting. Oh and God. there was an 18-wheeler that came. There no, I'm going to be fine. It just, it's cl- you know, it's like when you look in the rear view, it's objects are closer than they appear. Um, no, I'm going to turn this way so you can't see the cars. That but we'll see by. your car shaked. No, 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 no. That's just an optical illusion. Don't you think you should at least sit in a passenger seat over there? Just like, good idea. on the other side, maybe? Get out no, like you're I'd taking have to a get leap. up and get around. I don't, I'm not walking on this highway. Plus, there's not a lot of cars going don't by. Well, there's a couple now. Okay. We'll, we'll be fine. Do not open the we'll door. But I, I don't want to say that we've um, seen some photos of you. I think you could just kind of... Oh, yeah, but there's 18 boxes of Pez on that passenger What do you mean? Uh, by the way, the hotel I stayed at, I was in uh, Buffalo last night, had the best wings I've ever had in my life. They had uh, at the at the like hotel little store they have, they had a big thing of gobstoppers. Uh, I almost bought those. So you're, in, my dad, my so you're still on your training camp tour right now? You're at Buffalo? They're the odds-on favorites? Uh, Good. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was at... Um, somewhere and then i was at buffalo right. i can't remember where this guy and now i'm in mississippi for a couple of days and i'm going to detroit monday then i'm done okay so let's let's hit some topical things then about nfl right now baker mayfield wait, can I, wait, hold, on, hold on hold on i want to go back to the you mentioned the sort of the nfl posting and the delay right you talked about that coming in yes um, floria reported this on pro football talk yeah. this morning yes, yes, yes. yeah so my understanding is Deshaun Watson made the decision to accept the settlement. He and his legal team made the decision like four or so hours before it was actually released. There was a, I would say, a small snafu as it pertains to like completing this, signing it, making sure 
after everything was all buttoned up. It had nothing to do yeah, with anybody wavering. Good. It just was about completing it. Um, so it was released accidentally because it just was. Like, I honestly have no idea, and I'm sure the NFL is working on that, but it was not. Oh, no. He's dead. He's alive. Jeez. Okay. Thank God. Well, you're like Jesus Christ coming out of the cave there whenever he came <laughs> on the other side. We thought you were dead and you came back alive. Um, so we appreciate that intel. Uh, so you say they agreed to terms before the thing was signed, basically? Uh, like four or five hours before. All right. We hours. appreciate you. Yeah. Safe travels. We would ask you more NFL information, but honestly, it's been a cardiac conversation with you because I think yeah. you have died four times. Are you nervous? Don't be nervous. Yeah. Ian, we like you. Like, as a human. Not a lot of people. I guess there's some people that turned against liking you because of things that happened uh, off air that got on right. air and, the, oh, you know, yeah. all that type of True, stuff. Yeah. But I would like to let you know we like you. Fans you mentioned. We oh, like you. We like you. We like you a lot. Big fan. And, I mean, within the next five to 10 seconds, we think you're going to die. I would say this. I feel very comfortable with my life right now. Nice. Um, and no, this if something bad it's happens, it will be like irony and they'll replay this. But it'll be, this will be like a cold take situation. Freezing cold takes. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport, we appreciate yeah. you, buddy. Thank you. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. No. Yeah. Same thing with Kirk. That Kirk Herbstreit thing, when he was, that there was a bend. Do you remember? He yeah. was sitting on like the edge of a bend <laughs> downhill. So I saw that one 18-wheeler for the last mile before it got to him. And then that thing came like a freight train two feet away from yeah. his head. It's it. like, all right, Herbie, why don't we uh, end this conversation? No, you were going to ask him. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, having Ian, uh, we would obviously miss him if something terrible sure. would happen. But it goes without saying, like, this show would obviously be in dire straits with YouTube if that were to happen live on the air. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, no, would go, we though. get in trouble. No, as long as you don't go to a forest where people are dead, you're fine. Yeah, that clip of him getting hit would fucking go huge. Jesus, just to think, just thinking about that because that was a thought I had. I just want to let everybody know, like, that's disgusting. What's wrong with you that guys? Is. There's you no guys reason gross. to even think He'd about. Say, they would, I mean, they would take it down so fast. Yeah, I'm just down. saying it would go millions yeah. of views. You were going to ask a question, though. That is uh, Baker. Why Sam not playing either? Did you hear this, AJ? Baker nor Sam Darnold playing tonight in the Panthers-Patriots game. They had joint practices the last couple of days. P.J. Walker will take first and third quarter. Uh, Matt Corral will take second and fourth quarters. Mac Jones of the Patriots, he will be playing, though. Uh, what do you think? What, what's this all about? You think Matt Rule, Smart, and Bill Belichick? I have no clue. What, what, a what is a question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I obviously, friend. I don't think that right now. I didn't even. I wasn't listening to that final question you threw in there. It's pretty good though. But why? Yeah, why? I don't get it. I mean, Baker is the starter, right? So no, it, he just that, doesn't want to put Sam in. That has not been officially announced. Be, I know it's not official, but I'm like, I don't. Does he not want to get Sam hurt in case they can try to trade him? Does he? Does he not want to put? Does he say, "Hey, Sam, I'm going to take care of you here too. I don't want to. If Baker's not dressing, I'm not going to make you dress and play. Like, how's that work? I don't know. And why isn't Baker playing? If he's your starter, why why isn't he fucking playing? Yeah, and don't Dar risk it. Maybe it could make sense with Darnold because Darnold didn't have a great week. And if they are trying to trade him and he goes out there and you know maybe he doesn't play that well, then there's a chance. Like, okay, now there's no chance we can get rid of. This so the guy. conversation we're having, you don't think NFL GMs are going to have to like? Well, why are they potentially just trying to? They will, Sam but Darnold? at least they don't know. If they're like, he didn't play in the game. They're like, we don't have. I don't know. Maybe they, they say, well, it's a little bit of a mystery. Let's bring him in. I think he's still all right. No, yeah, that's what they'll say before giving a call to Bill or anybody in New England. Like, hey, how'd Darnold look against you guys? Uh, fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, 
Bruins. Uh, I guess if Sam gets in and gets hurt, then there's absolutely zero trade possibility. What if what if Bill Belichick tells whoever calls to ask about how Sam Donald was in joint practices? Goes everybody thought Gase was the problem. Fucking Gase got fucked, dude. (laughs) He does love Gase. Yeah, he does. Almost brought him in. What if he was just like, yeah, Sam Donald stinks. This guy is here. He's the one that got him seeing ghosts right at one point. Uh huh. That was his rookie year. What if Bill Belichick firmly believes Sam Donald is a terrible football player and Adam Gase got bamboozled in this entire? I believe it. I bet you could probably see Gase on the staff next year. And Donald, do they have to pay the entire eighteen six week one? And that starts similar to Jimmy G. I think because they already. Gave him his fifth year. I think it's already guaranteed. It's already okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. The the past your fifth year in the NFL, if you're on the roster first week, an entire year's salary is due. Okay. So that's for veteran men. That's for whatever big contract it is. That is how that whole thing play, uh, plays out. Yeah, just like bingo. just bingo. There's no way that Sam Darnold is getting tra- like you see what's happening. They can't fucking yeah. trade Jimmy G. The guys went to a Super Bowl. Well, in the NFC. No Sam Darnold's won six games in the NFL in like five years. Yeah. Who the fuck's trading for him? Well, Sheena, Why isn't he playing tonight? Sheena, yes. Why is he not playing? <laughs> Hey, Rule, let us see Sam Donald throw nine picks tonight. Please. That'll help you out, right? That helps Matt Rule out with his fans saying, this is why we're starting True. Baker Mayfield. This is why we're doing this. What? I don't understand the motive here. Because wouldn't you want Baker to get more reps in, like... Have they asked a follow-up to Rule? Like, I guess after the game they will, but have they yet? By the way, I like P.J. Walker a lot. Maybe they're trying to move P.J. Yeah. Corral, yeah. you probably want to see more of him. Could still do all these things. Because yeah. he might be the guy next Sam year. Sam needs to go... Now, no offense to these two guys who you're going to watch play tomorrow. Not that they're not terrible already. But if anything happens to Jared Goff, I mean. They're so fucked. The Lions? <laughs> Tim Boyle and David Blau. There's David a- Blau, we learned a lot about in the last Hard Knocks episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to let everybody know, boots on the ground with the NFL film squad. I did let them know episode two was awesome. Who gives a fuck about David Blau? Yeah. Need more MTDs. <laughs> I did say that. He's about I, his girlfriend or fiance or whoever. His wife. Her, she's uh, not online. Now, listen, she's racing for Columbia. I got massive respect for them being an incredibly athletic family, mm-hmm. professional, and everything like that. Who cares about David Blau? <laughs> Who cares? No offense, David Blau. Who fucking cares? That's what Hard Knocks does, though. They... they Highlight people that people usually don't get a bunch of shine. Yeah, yeah, like at the tight end position, like hey, this fourth, fifth tight end is about to make a team changes. David Blah, why, why are we wasting time? DFP. When we got Deuce Staley there, mm-hmm. mic'd up every day. We got Kelvin Shepard, hilarious human, a great coach too. He's my M C D C. Is there every day? What are we doing with David Blah now? Maybe that's why they're doing David Blau, because they forecast a potential Jared Goff situation. David Blau's leading that team to victory with oh. MCDC, riding an actual lion onto the field before the game. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. No, no you know, disrespect. But the only time you showcase guys like David Blau and those other guys is when your coaches have the personality of my left nut. And these guys don't. They're... <laughs> Explosive and they're unbelievable. So let's fucking see these guys, okay? Are, is David Blavin going to make the team? Are the Lions going to carry three quarterbacks this year? Well, let's talk about the personality of your left nut. I mean, yeah. real high football IQ down there? Is no, that- I'm saying if the head coach on hard knocks is 
fucking boring as shit again. Dug. You know, like when they did the Falcons and Mike Smith was on there. He was great, but like he's not giving them any sound clips. So they're showing a bunch of the players. Like that makes sense. You have hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of Dan Campbell saying awesome shit and you're just cutting you're cutting 98% of it. Do you think it's because they do hold It was pre-production. They already filmed that before camp started, no question. Her running on the track, so they got to use it. Right? That could be true. And yeah, they had maybe. that clip of him celebrating her at the Olympics. That was on the NFL's Instagram. That went big. We don't need to sell her, though. I have respect for the NFL film's creative process. Absolutely. I have massive respect for it. They are great with their Scorsese of the NFL, like yeah. everything yeah. they do. But don't feel obligated to be showcasing any of these fucking stories if you got MC. If you got the big dumb meat at MCDC up there, not that he's dumb, but that is how he is being casted. Well, find out who they find out who they filmed with, who they have this footage in the can that they're going to put in the next episodes. It's like American Idol. You know, back in the day, if you're watching the show, if they start showing a backstory on somebody, like well, obviously they got through because they're filming their family and stuff before. No, they do that now. Like America's Got Talent has a backstory on everybody. Okay, back in the day, it was like that. Does the Mass Singer do that too, or? All right, let's get into it. Uh, by the way, Uh-oh. we didn't get MCDC on the show yesterday, two days ago at training camp, and uh, that was a bummer. Uh, they stopped practice 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? That ride practice is too goddamn fast. It was too too efficient. Too, nice. They stopped practice early. So MCDC's post-practice everything was 15 minutes early. Jim Mersey was right in the middle of a speech. Mm-hmm. Wow. MCDC would have been able to come on mm-hmm. instead. He, well, there's actually a clip of him yeah. in the shot choosing yeah. to leave yep. instead of wait around because he said, I'm all waiting for 15 minutes. We got to hold. He had to press team meet, like the amount of shit that he had to do. So we are very bummed that we missed out on MCDC. And uh, we would like to say, like Hard Knocks also, if you would have, they did have Jim. Let's let's feed us Jim Mercy, Jerry Jones, MCDC. Right. These people we don't see a lot of. Let's go. David Blau. No offense, David Blau. David Blau. Uh, Tom Brady not at practice still. And this has become a massive conversation among some parties in some circles, including Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown has commented about the Tom Brady situation. Now, he did tell TMZ just about a week ago on a strip somewhere uh, that he's still open. He misses Tom Brady, loves Tom Brady. Then he put a tweet out basically saying Tom Brady finesses the system, misses 14 days, get his mind right, LOL. Uh, here we go. Tom Brady manipulate the game, gets 14 days, go home, get his mind right, LOL. Now you see the difference. Put that shit on. Put that shit, shit on. I mean, it's growing on me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's growing on everybody. By the way, you're about to see it. A yeah, lot of yeah. it. I already so, have. I already seen it a few times. The kids, too? Kids in your Ohio? Uh, not as much on? kids. I've been trying to teach my kids that, but they haven't seen much of uh, AB's rap album. Well, tell your kids Hendrix to put that shit on, and maybe they'll be able to learn that and uh, kind of get through it all. But uh, to- Antonio Brown talking about the situation, right, with Tom Brady. And I don't think it's yet been described what Tom Brady's doing, so now it's conspiracy fodder everywhere. Rappaport came on the show, and while we were talking to him live, this was something that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had known about going in. Who knows how many people in the building knew about it, but at least Todd Bowles knew about it, and probably other people in powerful positions. They they said he'd be back in like nine days. Now it's like, we think, we don't know when he'll be back. We think he'll be back for the first regular season game. Pretty sure of that. So what is something that has a beginning date that was planned 
but doesn't have an end date. We thought when he retired for those few days, he and Giselle and his family maybe scheduled something, a party, an event that they have missed for the last 50 years while he was playing in the NFL. And then once he decided to go back, Giselle and the family were like, Dad, what the fuck? Like another one. We, and he was like, well, I will make it a, a demand that if I do come back, I have to be able to go do this thing with my family in the middle of training camp. And the people that were in power said, hey, hey all good. You got to do what you got to do. We understand completely. We're in the football life as well but now that there's no end date that is interesting in the internet both on reddit and fantasy life podcast a lady i believe mm-hmm. i never i uh, do not remember her name so i apologize he's on a mass singer they're saying this dude you know he signed that deal <laughs> with uh he signed that deal with fox yep. to be a game um ambassador ambassador mm-hmm. and a commentator and he's getting 375 million dollars over 10 years whenever he retires greg olson kevin burkhart currently uh manning that spot tom brady will be dropped in there when he retires and the reason why there's no end date and they don't know when he'll be back because who knows when tom brady's gonna get voted off <laughs> he's gonna have a goat head on him obviously uh-huh, yeah. he's gonna do his whole thing we'll see that there's no way that fox says hey remember you told us you'd be on mass singer you got missed training camp with fox hiring him to be an uh-huh. nfl ambassador right so i don't know if it's a mass singer but this is gaining steam on the internet and it makes sense that there's no end date with that being said nfl has literally fox has literally survived off the nfl so i would love to hear the conversation between fox <laughs> and tom brady going we're paying you 375 million dollars at some point right you need to do a mass singer in the middle of fucking training camp. Come on. That's what would have had to happen, right? For that to take place. That seems like not possible, but maybe. AJ, where the fuck is this guy, you think? I, aren't like all the, you know, internet sleuths out there trying to tra- you know, track his plane or what he may be doing? I would imagine they're, they're on him somewhere, right? Guy Connor? Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like when he was on vacation with his family in Italy on a yacht, there were still photos of him on that yacht that the press got in Italy. So if he was on vacation with Giselle, with the family you'd assume there'd be like a shit ton of press either spotting him or you know knowing that this is where he is and that would have came out like weird things leading up to it too though when they lay out the timeline he scheduled off day then they practiced then he missed two or missed one was back and then gone like there was a weird i I read something where they they laid out like the five days before he left too what has a beginning date but not an end date Court. I don't. I don't know Whoa. how many people. Court. That's just something. I'm just. Not, I, dang, I'm not dang. that he's there. I'm he's just saying trial? that is something. No, but there. Is, like, what would it be? Honestly, I, is it? Are people worried it's some kind of injury thing or some kind of treatment he's getting? Illness. Maybe it's a surgery that's happening taking place. That why wouldn't you have to? You have to disclose it on the injury report yeah. eventually. So Peyton, like for instance, Peyton's neck shit. We did not know until. Wasn't he over in Germany or whatever, getting Regenikeen or all that? Yeah, you got to remember, like, there was a time, uh, not a baby, Mitt, just cutting right to the talks table to get a good reaction mid-sentence there. I love you, Mitt. This this guy is awesome. But remember, I think I've told this story publicly. Mitt, you're doing a great job. I've told this story publicly that I was, you know, like, summoned to the training room almost in training camp, and I get in there, and fucking Peyton's got all these wires coming out of him, and they're, like, working on him. I'm like, well, I apparently... Did not train hard enough for the amount of times we're going to punt this season, it appears. And it kind of got dropped out of nowhere. Then we ended up signing Kerry Collins in the middle of training camp. He, I believe he was actually hunting at the time they called him to bring him out of the farm to come play again. And Curtis Painter and Orlovsky. So this is potentially, maybe it's an injury, maybe it's a surgery that they just didn't want to let everybody know. But then why is he coming back from retirement? Yes, yeah. exactly. And none of it makes sense to me. Honestly, There's none of it. Speculation, though. When we don't have any information, it's such a unique thing and feels like not a whole lot of people were in the know. That's when everyone just wild speculation, just like alien stuff. Same kind of thing. 
You see the moon, you say this has got to be a UFO. I am not tying Tom Brady's situation in military training camp with aliens. Yeah, could see him going back to a planet to save his civilization, though, if that might be the case. That does have a start date, not an end date. All right, so I appreciate the fact that we have got to this point with this. But yeah, to to add on to what you were saying, all these conversations happen because this has never really happened before. No. Mm There is no real intel or insight. And the way Todd Bowles is talking about, like, yeah, we're hopeful he'll be back by week one. It's like That's oh, the weird what? thing. Nobody knows anything. What? And it's Tom fucking Brady. Like, it's not just some guy. It's the face How of the league disappear? for the last 20 years. How does he? I don't, that's what I'm saying. I land in the middle of bumfuck nowhere at 2.30 yeah. a.m. There will be six people. I won't call them. Marks. No. <laughs> oh. Sacks of shit. Yes. Out there with garbage bags waiting on me, right? And obviously, me and Tom Brady, much different levels of society and life. But everything is tracked these days. Literally everything. So are they just locking themselves in the house and going through some stuff and turning all their phones off? And like, hey, we're going to have Amish month. Is that what they're doing? What about like Survive Alaska where you uh, win the award for how long you can survive in the wilderness by yourself? Yeah, but he would have had to take a flight at some time to Alaska and somebody would have been like, oh, there's fucking Tom's plane going right to Alaska. There'd be pictures of him getting on the plane or something. Yeah, that's why it's not a family it's a black vacation. black ops situation. Because there would have been photos already of them on vacation. Maybe he's downrange. he was on vacation. Maybe he's downrange. <laughs> Giselle is from a very small village oh. in Brazil, so maybe it is something with her side of the family, and they're down there, and it's definitely not you know, the most developed region of Brazil. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but if he was to land in Brazil from where yeah. Giselle lives, like yeah. I think somebody would have... Yeah, when he was on when he was in Italy, they weren't at a resort or anything. They were on their own yacht, and there were still photos. People tried to come back. Yeah, what's that? When do you think he comes back then? Well, that's the thing. We were told the twentieth, right? The eleventh to the twentieth. It was nine days. That would be tomorrow, Monday. But now the speculation is like, well, we don't know when he's going to be back. It's like, okay, so if it was pre-planned, and you don't know when he's coming back, maybe they're on some fucking trip. Maybe they're on some ayahuasca trip or some big cruise, like a Disney cruise with the kids. But again, that has an end date. Yeah. Yeah, and they would know. Maybe they want to go to a couple of them. If it was Mass Singer, there would definitely be photos of him in Those LA. Disney cruises too. aren't cheap either. Yeah, the, him traveling at. I understand Disney cruises. <laughs> we haven't we haven't bit the bullet yet. They're too expensive right now. I feel like. Okay, well, I appreciate you getting it out there. The Disney cruises seem to be a little bit. I of hear a, they're very very nice and they set up very well for parents and the kids. But Good it sounds room. like a little bit of a scam. You're saying haven't bit the bullet for how expensive it is. You guys go on ten vacations every month, so Disney cruises maybe should listen to that. A, a family that does spend money yeah. a lot of it is looking at your cruise going i heard it's great but come on so, so maybe tom brady isn't looking at it the same way you are with his kids but if he was to buy a disney cruise ticket before he could even get whatever fake name he has in there they'd be like oh this is for tom brady and giselle coming on go. disney cruise it would just that's what i think is so interesting like they are tom and giselle so somebody's gonna find them also the stuff with bulls like he knows about what it is but then he's saying he's hopeful he'll be back for week one so like he knows what it is but he has no idea how much time he's actually gonna miss like that doesn't really make sense either what has a beginning date but not an end date i like that connor's Connor's angle where he's he might be out of vuvuzela in brazil like just hanging out a vuvuzela is the could be at a favela also that's what i meant 
Vuvuzela is uh, Vuvuzela as yeah. you can see. The, you can see the confusion though. Yeah, you really hope it, it isn't the case, but it would make sense Injury. to it. Well, if his mom is sick again, or but a they family said it member wasn't. is sick, but like, they said it was. It was planned. They shouldn't lie to us if that's the case. What if Maybe something happened? Surgery Surgeries for, also. Something could have happened uh, to keep him longer. Too. Treatment for something is also planned. So medical is definitely coming into play here, right? Yes, but yeah. I don't think it's his medical. Because he wouldn't have come back if he had a surgery he had to get done. We hope it's not his mind. We hope, obviously, it's nothing bad. But this is an interesting situation. Though. All seriousness aside, it could be going um, back to... All seriousness <laughs> aside? Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, so we're going <laughs> okay. back to the aliens. Yeah, sure. Here we go. Yeah, Ailey, uh, AJ brought it up. But, like, like, this could be the time of year or the time... Like, it could be an every 20-year thing where his... He does have to shed his skin and grow a new skin so he couldn't be a camp for that. To Tony's point, too, there are a lot of theories on the Probably. internet that uh, Giselle uh, can tell through the stars what type of season Tom is going to have, a la his MVP seasons and his Super Bowl seasons, and maybe this is kind of part of that as well. So they took a trip? Yeah. To well, go trip? He doesn't have to. Just she does. She's very good at reading the stars and the signs. So he's watching a house like I had to do. Exactly. When Sam went on Girl's Street. He's watching a house. He's got to watch yeah. kids. She's oh. on. Wow, Giselle yeah. is going to. The summit of Mount Everest. To With Adele? Look as close think as possible. Think he's doing Iowasa? No, I don't think could he's be doing that. a whole that. different kind of trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> what dimension is he in? <laughs> Sixth or <laughs> seventh dimension? Like a swingers trip? <laughs> no. Smoochin' bungholes. Smoochin' bungholes trip. <laughs> All right, let's get to Okay. Let's get to what? a break. I don't know what the problem is here. We can't talk about anything. How about him? All seriousness aside. Yeah. No <laughs> shit coming from you. It's the first time I've ever, ever heard, heard someone ever. say that. It confused <laughs> you know, me. It's all jokes. Aside. Yeah, exactly. It confused me. Hey, that's next level. Yeah. Yes. That it is. Good, hey, all seriousness aside. Ten things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Well, I just wanted to say that because if it does come back, that it is something serious. I wanted to make sure that was on there. Oh, yeah, because you, your conscience. Just joshing around. But seriously, what does have a beginning date, not an end date? That is what we should be trying to figure out. Maybe it's treatment of some sort. Maybe it is medical. Maybe it is who knows. Well, and something that everyone on the team is okay with, too. That like Not everybody. A- I don't think everybody knows. Oh, they have, yeah, to, they have to be. Well, yeah, they're forced to be because it's fucking Tom Brady. True. Hey, you want me to retire or not? No, please come back. Well, I'm going to miss because of <laughs> hour three is on a 10-minute break. See it. Yeah, nailed it. 10-minute break, too. Let's go. Bro. When will we get some clarity on this? Ever? Think? Never. When he Never. comes back, he still won't. No. We still won't and get we won't clarity. Then. Well, Jim yeah. Gray won't ask. No. No. Well, well, he Tom, what'd you have for lunch when you were gone? Was it Morton Steakhouse? Because they are 15% off. <laughs> there is a chance. There is a chance there's a, another episode of Man in the Arena at the end of this season. And then there will probably be a reveal on what it was. Ah. But what? He'll probably make, you know what? He'll put a video, when he comes back, he's going to put one of those videos out. Like when he threw the ball in the jugs machine and it came right back. Something oh, like that. He, Maybe he, a hole in one. And he hit the moon. Yeah. Know, now Year 23. He Maybe he's doing a show with like a company or a partner that has like first ride of refusal all the time. Yeah, 80 for Brady you're talking about? Oh, no, that's a sweet movie that's coming out. Yeah, I already finished filming that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when AJ took you to that sex house in LA? All right, I do. I do actually, I was I was taken to that house. I did not go on my own. I, I actually did not volunteer. I was dragged. Hid in the pantry. That <laughs> was one of the greatest moments. AJ, Bro. one of the greatest moments of all time. Unfortunately, it's just, it was just me and you that had that great moment. Yes, we. I feel like we live vicariously through mm-hmm. you with the story. Oh yeah. 
We got what a sex to... house, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was. Feels to... like it was. Yeah. We got a chance to go to numerous meetings when we were out in L.A. Uh-huh. AJ and I were invited. And uh, we went to a couple different spots, a couple different stops. And there was, uh, you know, we got, in, we got to go see one particular house. It was amazing. And uh-huh. we thought, there's no way this particular house gets upped ever again. This is the nicest house we've ever been to. Then we went to another meeting, and we walked into the house. Same similar type setup in... Lo and behold, holy fuck, this house is outdone the last house. Yeah. There was vaults and shit. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. full full scene. and uh, It was a sex house. I just saw the, you the, can't act I like, just saw the chat scrolling. What if he's got jury duty? Well, he can't. Yep. How come? Because he's a popular, famous person. Can't be in jury. I was uh-huh. called. Uh, I was summoned to jury. I was excited. I was excited. Pumped to do it. I'm like, all right, give me a fucking murder case. Give me nine months in this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me nine months. I want to go out of bed. I want to actually do this, you know, because I watch Bull and I watch mm-hmm. Dateline and sure. all these things. And juries are such big conversations. I want to do my civic duty. And then, lo and behold, wasn't able to do it because it was a violent crime, I believe. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm a popular person, so you can't be somebody that everybody knows, gotcha. I guess, on a jury because you might sway other people and oh, also man. might be attacked uh, afterwards. Okay. Uh, sure. So I don't think Tom Brady would be able to do that. No. Um, I'd be getting work done. <laughs> Choose this the time. Well, when he retired, you know, the doctor, whatever doctor he goes to. Pliability, yes. you mean? No, for no, For the no. face, yeah. For the face or for the body sure. or anything. Yeah. Those, those appointments are tough to get. Sure. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and when you do the Tom Brady through the year scroll from when he started in the NFL to this year, he does not look like the same person. We don't need to dive into that. Okay, modern science. You do whatever you need Of course. To. What if he comes back with a new persona, like a shaved head and a big beard? What if he oh. turns full heel? Yeah, full sick. heel. Yes. Like Hollywood Hogan. Special ops wears the glasses, the wraparound shades. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> wraparound shades. Under his helmet. With Has a beard. Like a sl- full sleeve of tattoos. Yeah, what if he comes back special force and what'd you do? Can't talk about it. Yeah, we'll All right. <laughs> All right. We get it, dude. We, uh, what Ever country? watch Terminal List? Yeah. I mean, if he has a full sleeve of tattoos. Well. Tony did say it. I mean, that is something that has a start date and no end date is if you're going downrange. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he is just getting a tattoo, though, and they don't know. Good. You know, because yeah. maybe – because there was like four hours, five hours, six hours, 12 hours, yeah. 13 hours, yeah. 20 hours. Got to be out of the sun. Nine days, 10 yep. days, 12 days. Shoulder pads will rub on it and mess it up. What yeah. if he comes back entire body fucking inked? That'd be sweet. What if his whole body is tattooed when he comes back? Sorry, boys. Had to go through a little midlife crisis transformation. That fits. <laughs> Fucking neck tattoo. Yeah. We didn't know how long the tat was going to take. We thought nine days turned into 14. Had to do a little extra touch-up and shading yeah. on the neck in the Adam's apple. All That's the why trend. we had to do That fits the new skin theory. So, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. It does. Yeah. New Tom. Yeah. All seven titles tattooed on his forehead. Can you imagine <laughs> if he was downrange, though? <laughs> Probably is. Tom- <laughs> Tone watched eight episodes of Terminal List that last night. He was in there for last nine two, hours. Yeah, last two days. Fucking uh, ordered a new gun safe last night. It's fucking <laughs> Let's go. sweet, dude. I, I can't mean, believe you still got the cowboy I hat. have had headaches, though, for the past two days, so that's All a right. problem with watching Terminal oh, no. List. Here we go, Adam, baby. Here we go. Adam, baby. AJ, did you hit it? Yeah, I got it. I was a little early. Well, I also saw you looking off camera, probably because you had to put your little piss bottle down that you're peeing underneath <laughs> the desk because you only gave you a minute and a half to go ahead and relieve yourself. We appreciate you joining us. My left, your right, A.J. Hawk, who's a college football national champion, Whoa. a Super Bowl champion, yeah. a Ryder Cup champion, and a COVID survivor multi-time, multi-time. Yeah. Wow. Ain't that right, A.J.? 
Multi, yes. Holy shit. Drew Locke allegedly was suffering severe symptoms, Ooh. so I think he got OG one niner COVID. Uh, I've experienced that particular one and another bitch ass version of it. We Is hope that Drew still going around? I guess Drew Locke got it. That's Pete Carroll said he was suffering some real symptoms from it. Yeah. Oh, Dang. That was from the maybe the originator who got it in Seattle and gave it to everybody during the Dragons game. Well, that was the XFL originator. Yeah. But it wasn't. I mean, was that the first one in America? That was when the Station Zero might have been. It started in Washington, I thought. No, I thought it was San Francisco. Wasn't it? Was it, it was West Coast, I thought. Are yeah. you talking Gwen, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow from that movie? Contagion. Yeah. No. Uh, Matt Damon. I thought Tom Hanks was the first case. Oh, yeah, in Australia. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And then I he was in Australia. Well, and then Wait, was Rudy that real? Gobert, Rudy Gobert had it. Rudy Gobert got it after the. No, he had it probably during the batting of everybody's yeah. microphone. Yeah, he was yeah. a prick doing it. That's why. But check the XFL Dragons Nacho concession okay. stand guy. That was early because the XFL was one of the first. Well, you know he didn't make it. He do do yeah. Paul <gasps> Allen put a bullet in his head. What? Paul Allen's dead. <laughs> All seriousness aside. All seriousness aside, of course, everybody needs to tighten up. All right, everybody Jeez. needs to tighten up right now. Come on, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Lock it in. Lock it in. At Boston College. Tone Diggs is here. Yes, there was an XFL Dragons concession stands worker who potentially had COVID-19 pulling in the nachos. March 5th, that happened. March 5th, and that was before. That was early. That was before the Pelicans when you announced Zion. Yes. Yeah, because people were still going out that year uh, for St. Patty's Day, which is two weeks after fucking. Ooh, that yeah. shut down the XFL, though. That yeah. particular case yes. shut down the XFL that one weekend, which led into the bankruptcy, which led into Dwayne <laughs> Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia buying it, and the XFL about to become the second biggest league of all time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, the uh, the boy who worked at the game on February 22nd tested positive on March 5th. So, oh, boy. Uh, it might have been him first. So he, yeah, he, he might be said. patient zero. I'm doing this one more time, and I'm going to fucking get Drew Locke because I've been watching Gino, and he ain't the guy. It's Drew, and I'm going to give him COVID right now. This was a year ago. Yeah, he might have said that. He might have said that today. Three years. He might have said that last week or this week on Monday. It does feel like yesterday. All the kind of the time kind of runs together, but uh, we are in the middle of the second preseason week. Although it's the third week of games. AJ, I called for the NFL to cancel the Hall of Fame game in the first hour. Would you like to echo those sentiments? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I would imagine fans wouldn't be too happy, but players, coaches, GMs, owners, all of them would be very excited. Make it an event. Would you still have both teams there, though? No, Mm-mm. fuck no. Just the Hall of Fame. Yeah, alumni, vets. Uh, yeah, you could bring. You could make it pretty cool without a game. You're right. Make I, like a whole weekend of things for everybody to come and interact with everybody. Ceremony, you know, dick concerts. Can't even yeah, like yeah. a fair. It's almost like a county, like a state fair. Yes, like a Hall of Fame festival. Sure. Have that one guy, the the guy that does like magic and he's funny that you saw. At the Mighty Indy Mike. State yes. Yeah. Mighty Mike leads off the entire thing. He's on uh, Thursday night, and then just you have the Chris fest- Angel too. Definitely Chris Angel. Of course. Definitely Chris Angel. Imagine him in one of the wings of the Hall of Fame just yeah. saying, I'm sleeping here all weekend, no food, no water. Yeah, like, that'd be awesome. That'd be probably a, booked already. David yeah. Blaine. Get Dave there. Baker in like a dunk tank or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they, what we're saying <laughs> is sharks. the game is pointless, dude. Think about that. That was yeah, a week and right. a half before the first preseason weekend. Think about how big of a waste that is for every team building. Now, I respect the Hall of Fame. That's why I think it should be a festival. Like, let's celebrate this. But there's no reason to have that Hall of Fame game even exist. No. Not. I mean, the only thing we learned from that was what? Josh Jacobs and Josh McDaniels don't like each yeah, other. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically all we got out of the Hall of Fame. They did like a seven-on-seven seven of Hall of Famers. 
Like just the Boom. guys from now the Hall of Fame who want to play. Who can play? Who can't play? <laughs> Plenty of them too. Like we've seen Tio, Randy Moss definitely Barry can Sanders still play. Barry can still go. Barry haven't played Flip Cup. Yes. Just have the Hall of Fame festival, a celebration of it, because we are now in preseason week two. Last night kicked off with the Bears traveling to Seattle and smacking them right in the fucking mouth. Today, the Panthers and Patriots play each other at 7:01. Patriots will play Mac Jones and some starters. Panthers will play allegedly their third and fourth string quarterbacks, PJ Walker in the first and third quarters, and Matt Corral in the second and fourth quarters. We all seem to like the Patriots, even though the spread has moved to six. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Belichick's watched that Panthers defense play all week with Mac Jones playing let's assume they get the dub Saints at Packers tonight Packers favored by three Jordo will be taking on Jameis is playing a little bit or no it did that I have not heard a peep from the Saints, but it did move to two and a half, so I don't know if some, something creeped out. Okay, so maybe Jameis is playing. We do not know what's happening there. How do you feel about the Packers tonight? Uh, allegedly, and we missed this, we're bad media just like everybody else, that statement publicly to the media from Aaron Rodgers about wide receivers running the wrong routes and dropping balls and everything where he sounded like a coach almost. It sounded like, hey, Coach Aaron Rodgers right now trying to get demand a little accountability through public means, which coaches have done for a long, long time. They've utilized their press conferences to put pressure on players at different positions to perform well. Bill Polian did it to me one time. The year we were 2-14, uh, and 14, at one point we were 0-8, and 0-9. On the Bill Polian show, when he was asked why the team isn't winning, he said, well, Pat McAfee does know how to directionally punt and i'm like well okay i don't know if this is my fault why we're 0 9 but it does feel like bill polian saying hey fucking guy maybe start evolving a little bit and i kind of took it but aaron also in that same i guess set of remarks there about the wide receiver said jordan love's stats got fucked because these wide receivers were in the wrong spot so he's actually sticking up for jordan love i think we should see a much better wide receiver unit and jordan love probably going to ball out with this whole thing you like the packers tonight in this preseason game that means absolutely nothing without the mvp playing yeah, I do because Jordan Love, I know from every report we've seen, like he looks pretty good in camp, hasn't he? Like he's definitely improved, has a feel for the offense. So him and you couple that with some receivers that obviously have a definitely have a sense of urgency to make some plays and do some things, even though Aaron won't be in there. They still want to make plays and kind of write what they feel may be wrong a little bit. And let's see. I don't know. I mean, preseason games, how do you pick a winner though? Well, but when you get doing. to the second half, who knows what who can happen? Well, that's what we're doing right now. Who has the better quarterback? So yeah, I'll take yeah, right now I'll take what's the line? Two and a half. Packers are favorites? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. All right, yeah, that's two. Hundred percent. Danny Etling came in last week and balled out the third stringer for the Packers. Yeah, and he's got wheels. He, he can like, move? He had like a seventy five yard touchdown in preseason a couple years ago. Like guys that can move in yeah. preseason. That's why PJ Walker potentially a problem. Um and then yeah, for the Saints you got, you know, the Ray Rifle and then Ian Bookish. No hey, Andy point. Dalton, you getting dunked on in the first hour. I did not like it. Everybody was shitting just on him. No, it wasn't me. Zito, shit on Andy Dalton. How long is the Red Rocket playing? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. I haven't heard players. anything from saying. How long is the O line going to block for him? Will they help him up if he gets decapitated? Right. These are all questions. The, does the number one D play much for the Packers? Because that's a big difference. Like that, that D is serious. Yes, very good. But I guess they're very deep too, right? I, I think yeah. let's get back to that Packers game real quick because there is something we have to talk about. Randall Cobb, OG member of that wide receiver room, he came out and spoke about what Aaron said. And he was like, yeah, these motherfuckers need to know. Like, we will cut them. 
Like yeah. you, you either do your job or you get the standard around here is the standard. If you ain't it, get the hell out of here. You like this whole thing or don't like this whole thing. It's drama coming out of camp, which is never good. But it feels like at least there's enough time the OGs that are still around are be, trying to be like, hey, this is how this goes around here, which is good, I guess, in the post Devonte Adams era. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I think part of it too maybe is like for the first time, like. You know, with all the stuff that's coming out uh, about Rodgers with, like, the ayahuasca and, like, you know, oh, he, he's he's loving his teammates more. Like, I think it maybe is just a reminder, like, to these guys who haven't proven anything in the league. Like, hey, shit isn't sweet here. Like, you have to earn your keep, you know. And, like, you, Devontae Adams isn't here anymore, you know. Like, there isn't, like, the best receiver in the NFL. Like, everyone who is in that room is going to have to contribute. And if they don't. Rodgers isn't the kind of guy who's just, like we've seen it in years past like if, if you don't have his trust you're not going to be out there he's not going to throw you the ball and you know I think the the reporter said like do you think those guys appreciate it and yeah Randall was just like well it doesn't fucking matter if they appreciate it like this is the way it is here and we've had guys who have been successful when you've had you know like generational players for basically from Favre right into Rodgers like why, why would you expect anything to change like that that's the way things are. If you can't uh, get on board with that, then you're probably not going to be playing. I think it's okay. So I guess that's what we're looking at in that game. Like, how do the wide receivers look? Almost like, what are the wide. And we didn't expect to have that be a focal point of any of these games. But I guess after Devontae, you're trying to look to see sure. who it is. Yeah. But now it's like, if Jordan Love does have a pick or Ettinger has a pick or whatever, it's like, <laughs> all right, let's do pro football focus real quick. Did these. Does that look like that wide receiver ran the right route? Yeah. And none of us would know the answer other than the quarterback and the wide receiver at the time. Well, and we talked about it last week. If Rodgers is actually, you know, calling some plays and like he he's definitely paying pretty close attention to how these guys are running the routes, like and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think there is some value there. All right. So tonight will be great games. This weekend, Lions and Colts wrap up their joint practices tomorrow, one PM. You wanna come that game, AJ? When is it? Tomorrow? Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Sunday? What is it? Friday today? No, I can't. All right. I just would Thank like, you, I would like no problem at all. I would like to let you know though. I started that sentence with, all right, tomorrow the Lions and the Colts take each other. Yeah. You know, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You Ever since COVID, I get the days mixed up a lot. Well, you just weren't listening. That was yeah. the problem. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Is I do too. It's possible. Especially last night. Did you see them just mail it in Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football? Couldn't even add like a, on a Thursday. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are they just trying to make sure we hear Monday Night Football and get that back in our brains? I guess because Dan's calling like three games this year, so that is certainly something that we want on our When brain. is he doing them? Is there double headers three times? Is that why? He says he's got a game, what, next week or something like that? I think there's a game next week, and then he's got two during the season. Yeah, probably double header stuff. The first week is definitely a double header, I think, right? The first Monday night, they do the really late night Monday night game, which I'm sure these guys will have. And then I think No, it's two East, uh, Eastern yeah. Standard Times, Tennessee and. Uh, oh, that's right. Changes. One of them. It's yeah. two, there's one, a double header yeah they change it for the first week i think joe and troy got the pacific time the late one i think no i think yeah i think you're right because yeah. it was tennessee and somebody else so what are the games so it's, it's week two um titans and bills yeah titans bills that's the one dan's called <clears throat> and then it's uh week eight what? yeah what's the other game the uh vikings and eagles that's on abc Week eight, they're doing the first exclusive NFL game on ESPN Plus, which is in Wembley. Oh, is that Dan? And then week eighteen is the normal uh, ABC ESPN Saturday doubleheader. Yes. Oh. Three games. Well, then playoffs. I think they're going to Saturday game, aren't Probably. they? 
Yeah, definitely. They normally Super do. Super wild card weekend? So, two, three, one, right? Cause, four games. Because they also have the Monday Night Football game now on Super Wild Card weekend. My guess is that Troy and Joe probably do Saturday and Monday. Oh. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Maybe. How about Dan and boys? Yeah. yeah. We're right with guy there. Yeah. Delete Twitter. ESPN's out, though, after the first Super Wild Card weekend. Isn't that the last yeah. game ESPN has? Yes. I did not know that. You just told me something. Because then it's just CBS Fox, and then is Fox or Fox is, is it? No. NBC. Is NBC. NBC. Why can't NBC they just add on on a Thursday? I mean, it's just. Yeah. So NBC cool. is not the Super Bowl this year, but they do have games during the divisional and I thought okay. the championship Sunday. I will say the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because last night watching a game, my wife and I both thought it was Monday for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's on me and my wife. But honestly, it said Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football, three times on the screen. And we're just, like, going through our life. Like, oh, about to be a long week. I was thinking, like, God damn. It is Monday. We've done four shows already. What is happening? I was at training camp. I mean, what's going on? I started to think that. And then I was like, Sam, I got to go to fucking Canada anymore. It is Thursday. (laughs) Weekend's right around the corner, actually. Pretty excited about it. And then I thought to myself, why don't they just – how Dirty. 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 Yeah. Yep. How hard is that to add on a Thursday into, into a graphic or something like that? Uh, probably take me about two seconds. Whoa! So Jeez. I think the big deal is, like, we've dealt with those, like, big graphics where it's like, oh, you got to have all these graphics in by next, like, last week. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not talking the about the size of the graph. You're talking about company? Right. Yeah. The company. So last week they didn't realize <laughs> they that knew. it was on a Thursday or... I mean, that's just like a little tiny thing. Was this game flexed or what? No. Yeah. <laughs> I did hear this morning, though, that uh, you think yeah. they'll flex uh, Texans-Browns uh, week week 13 to Sunday Night Football? Oh, dude. Yeah. If they're both dog shit. It, and then everybody's going to say it's a work. This is continuing to be a work because mm-hmm. now they got a Texans-Browns game that people care about on uh, week 13 out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, there's got to be other games that hey, weekend. Hey, there's people breaking this down from all angles right now on TV and all of them, and I don't know enough about it, but I don't think there's one person that has a microphone that said, Brother, that was going to be a season. Did we not all think that was going to be a season after Roger Goodell comes out and calls him Predator and everything like that? He said nonviolent, whatever. But That's why it settled, right? I, sh- I assume it was the season, and they settled on 11. But there was an angle that was also being painted that Deshaun didn't want to settle. Like, he did not necessarily want to say he's potentially backing out, but who knows? They agreed to terms, I guess, four hours before it was released, five hours before it was released, and it took a little bit to sign because there is, believe it or not, when you agree to terms with somebody, uh, there is a chance that they just add in the uh, in the asterisks of the contract just a lot of fuckery like mm-hmm. a lot of it and it's like well these weren't the terms that we agreed to yeah these certainly changed the terms too don't they don't you think well that is standard operating procedure well now fucking me could have been <laughs> the way it yeah. went down and uh they did take a little bit to kind of get the ball in the end zone on the half half yard line but them getting a deal done i think ultimately in my eyes um was much better for Deshaun, whether Deshaun knows that or not. I, I think we all were expecting a year, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the conversation is the conversation, I think. And part of the thought had to be, like, if we do give him a year and then he sues, which he probably told him, like, hey, if they give me a year, we're going to take them to court. And then this thing just continues to be a storyline for, you know, the next however many weeks. Because even with this whole appeal process, we thought we were getting a result last week. And then the week before that, there's even whisperings like, hey, keep your eye out. There might be some sort of settlement reached or some sort of agreement or ruling on it. And it lasted two more weeks. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be forever. 
Yeah. What about the fine? People, I've heard people say that the fine's not enough. I, if the fine's fifty mil, it still doesn't have an, like the impact they think. Yes, that's the, and we talked about that from a reality perspective because of what was being alleged and the people that have been affected by that and how passionate and for a good reason they are to these types of situations and allegations. Like no matter what the punishment was, people were going to be pissed. If he wasn't banned from the NFL, there are some people that were going to be mad. And by the way, never going to change their opinion, and they will be able to explain exactly why they feel that way because of what they've been through with either family member or friend or men themselves included so you just got to expect like hey these people are passionate about this for good reason mm -hmm. now there's other people i think i guess i haven't heard much about him maybe his quarterback coach quincy avery is that his name yeah, yeah. quincy yep. avery has mm -hmm. come out numerous times in his defense saying you know talking about maybe they were expecting no suspension at all maybe after the appeal they were thinking no more games would be added i think that's a small and then there's a lot of us that are just like hey, come the fuck like this is not great it's at least should be this but with precedent being said and punishment and lawyers and all this shit uh will anything ever be decided <laughs> right probably not going forward you know nobody's gonna be happy not everybody's gonna be happy with any decision ever made i think when it involves something like this no you can't there's no it's yeah there's just too many layers to it and also Deshaun got fined five mil. How, what are his lawyer fees? Three, four mil, you think? I have no oh, idea. Probably a crazy amount. Quite, yeah, quite. Made ten mil last year. What's that? You made ten million dollars last year and you didn't buy so. Yeah, but there's another six hundred sixty-six thousand six hundred sixty-six dollars <laughs> that is being taken away from his newest deal yeah. in those first twelve weeks in which he's being suspended and won't get game checks. So right. just from last year's money, he can pay for everything. Well, pre-tax. Oh yeah. Pretext because you mm -hmm. got to pay the fine post. -tax. The massage thing's weird too. That they had to put those stipulations in, like they have to be yeah, okayed by the team and all of that. Like, is he even gonna? I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm not getting massage. Like, well, I I would imagine he'd be a little scared of getting massages from now on. You would think. Talk about the people having to give them the massage. Yeah, so, how do they yeah, not just saying, hire right? one person to be with him? The team hire one person that's like, hey, you're only getting massages from this. So person. we'll say this. As somebody who has known multiple teammates who had different body gurus. Now, everybody seemed to have their own shit, though, which is the alarming part of this whole thing is, like, there's people that live and die by massages. Like, they believe that they cannot perform and won't perform unless they are getting their bodies worked on, on a regular basis. You've heard stories in the past of people, you know, drinking their own piss, yeah. fucking showering in wine, like... In, wearing weird stuff like I think it's in Rookie of the Year's and Rookie of the Year where the guy's a voodoo guy and he's like yeah. in his like people major, since, major, major, league, major league since the beginning of time <clears throat> athletes there's some athletes that have really gone to wild extremes to either hold on to being a good player or to they think they have to be a good player now there's a whole bunch of research I assume trying to figure out whether it's all mental or placebo or it actually works and if they weren't to do all these things would their body be able to do the same exact fucking thing it was doing post all these things that is not up for conversation I'm just telling you how some guys operate so there's a lot of body gurus and massage therapists and you know things like that that are around professional athletes some guys are all the way in some guys are all the way out the alarming thing is the amount right and then everybody's like well you're not really serious about it because if you were serious about it you would want a similar person because that person learns your body learns your reactions knows what's good what isn't good so it's like hard to kind of dive into it all like that is kind of my because there is people that do a lot of massages throughout the year two three a, a week throughout a season almost some guys but then the numer the 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 sheer quantity of them yes debunks exactly why those guys do three times a week you know so it's like i don't really understand this situation at all bringing from your own towel 
Wait, yeah, what is that? <clears throat> well, that's... Uh, I think evidence. Yeah. Evidence from him. Yeah. Uh, we also... I don't know if it's been mentioned or not. Jeez. I just didn't hear it or not. He also... Part of his reinstatement is contingent upon his compliance with a third-party evaluation and treatment. So someone has to, like, say he's... Yeah trying to get better or whatever the wording you want to use is that he's complying with his treatment and what are those treatments aj hey listen this is how you give massage all right you let them bring a towel mm -hmm. what is the treatment i mean it's like when i I'm, i would assume you've had i don't know if you've had a dui or not i've had buddies that have gotten them and they have to go to like a three-day <laughs> thing where people sit oh, and yeah. say how they're smoking crack off of people listen i off have people i have not oh, yeah. got a dui <laughs> but i have heard about dui camp in ohio from numerous friends of mine. Yeah, it sounds like, man, camp. I learned how to be a real drug addict there. That's what It's called DUI camp in Ohio. Really? You get a DUI, you got to get a DUI camp. It's for an entire weekend. Like you check in. Weights? It's like AA. It's like AA, I think, but it's DUI. They sit in a circle and they like go around and talk about what they're in for. And every person I've known has gone like, man, I thought I had issues. I am good to go. I have no problem. <laughs> every person that I know that has gone, by the way, from your town and other towns around from where you're from, have told me the same thing. Like, the only thing I got DUI camp is that I got a ways to go before it's a real problem. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm like, why is that? Like, well, this one guy said, I'm sorry. If I'm eating wings, I have to have Budweiser. <laughs> and that has really caught me caught up because the best wings aren't at my house. They're somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are the types of things that are happening at these DUI camps in Ohio. Jesus. The most Ohioans... Uh, the most Ohio Ohioans are in there telling their stories on why they got pulled over. And normally it revolves around them explaining why this is an uncurable thing. And uh, the stories I've heard out of DUI camp in Ohio is insane. I have not gotten a DUI. I was trying to walk the fuck home and I got arrested. I didn't. I wasn't accusing you. I was just well, in case you, people, learn, people live and learn. But I did have to uh, talk to a substance of abuse advisor every single week for 27 months. Which is similar to what Deshaun will speak to somebody in his field of whatever. Yo. His first few weeks were quite a battle. Every time I was asked, <laughs> when was the last time you used? And I'm like, all right. You used. I'm not even getting into that. I didn't use it. What, a drink? Are you saying last time I drank alcohol? Did they no, really I, phrase it like that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Use alcohol. Yeah, use. You, you did know. the alcohol? Well, I would like to. The guy that I had to meet with every week for 27 months was a pastor. Yeah. He was an older man. Good. Easterby? No, That'd be sick. this guy much cooler than he needs to be. Maybe one of the best dressed men of all time. I don't think I've mm. ever seen him not in a three-piece suit with a top hat. Beast. At his house. That's awesome. Middle of the day. This guy. Respect. Awesome. Now, I think he had uh, gone through a lot of different situations, drugs and everything like that. And he told me his entire story. And that was very cool. We became better friends. But also, while he was telling me the whole story, as I was young in the process and being an asshole and not really happy about having to do this for the next 24 months, I was like, yeah, you're the type of guy that needs this type of... Yeah, just like that's all I kept thinking the entire time. So then the next couple of weeks when I was hating every moment I go into this, which I did for 20... I hated every fucking minute of it. But after the first four weeks, I wasn't as combative and like... You know, like, when's the last time you used? You fucking tell me, pal. You actually use stuff. You know, like that. It wasn't great. It wasn't great going. But then once he and I both realized that we're going to be forced to talk to each other once a week, me mostly realizing I'm going to be forced to talk to this guy for the next fucking two years every single week at his house, like, the conversations became a little better. They yeah. became, we started talking about, like, stuff and started doing that whole thing. It's like goodwill hunting. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. 
Well, yeah, he gets a chalkboard and figures out the math problem. Yes. yes. He's a fucking janitor. Robin I, Williams, though. Robin Williams had to break down his tough exterior. Yeah, he yeah. goes to like a bunch of different therapists, and basically all of them are like, I'm, I can't fucking handle this guy. And then so finally they take him to Robin Williams, and he's from Southie, too. He yeah. gets it. Tough oh, of course Robin gets yeah. it. He does. Yeah, but we didn't talk once about alcohol, man. We were just, I mean... 20, 23 months just talking about life, basically, and just telling stories. I assume this can be a little bit different, you know, this particular one, because yeah. I'm getting drug tested eight times a month, and if I have any alcohol in me or anything, I'm getting fined 30 grand immediately and all this stuff. How can you, can you find somebody getting a massage somewhere? Like, I don't know how that, yeah. how that treatment goes. I don't know. Bob, why are they going to have to make a third a person be there? Therapist. What's that, pal? Would they make a third person be in the room? Well, then it's Always? not what, in that what? patient, doctor... Doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah. Privilege. Who who's the doctor? The person that's talking to Sean. No, no, I mean for his massages. Problem. For his massages. Could they it's make like a, a third team person appointed be someone, isn't it? I believe I read that it was gonna be a team appointed yeah. individual. It should be Bob Wiley. Not the league. Team, yeah. I'd like to let JJ know if he's watching. He's a good man. And I apologize for this first few weeks, kind of burying you. Love you, know. you JJ. He's a good guy. He was a really good guy. He hated having to meet with me every week though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sure, I agree to love it. Still, yeah, look fresh. <clears throat> sure, it was. I'm sure, it was a job. It was at his house. Yeah, I had to go to his house. Sounds like he wasn't put hmm. out at all. Tough way, tough way to get there too. I mean, it's just you know, getting to his house was a whole fucking hour and a half experience. Jesus, oh. it had to be an hour every week. Where was it? It was, was he in a psychiatrist, England. psychologist. Do you know what he, his credentials were? Uh, therapist, I think he's just like a substance abuse therapist. I think he was a preacher. He was a good guy. I'm but he you. had his own like he had his own rock bottom story. Yes, that's how he got into it all. You know, what that's I mean? how yeah. Like Dr. Drew, all of his people that worked out there with him, they all were crazy, and then they found their way. He was being very nice whenever he was telling me everything, you know. And he, I think he was appointed by the team, so I think he was a team appointed See? guy. I think the team uh, had to find him and do the whole thing. Those first couple of weeks, I was rude though. I was rude. What are we talking? Use well, you fucking drug tested me, didn't you? I mean, I, you tell me. <laughs> what last do you mean? Time I used. Oh, the last time I saw any of my friends, because uh, all my friends booze. Uh, yeah, it was four months ago. Thanks for asking, dude. Hey, uh, when was the last time you used? I told you the same thing last week. I got no fucking friends now. I hope you're happy. I sit in my living room and watch terrible fucking television. I hope it's right. five, six weeks. You happy about it? You're the one that needs to be. When was the last time you fucking used, bro? And then he would be like, well, I already told you. It was this, like, the nicest <laughs> yeah. guy, the nicest guy of all time. You know, like, he's probably seen it all. I would imagine he's seen it all dealing with people. I don't, like, this therapist, this massage therapist treatment. Like, what is it? When was the last, like, do they have to go hire somebody else that isn't a substance of abuse therapist, I assume? Uh, what a wild, how wild. Long does, how long does booze stay in your system? Um, it depends, right? I mean, you've been hungover before. But I'm saying, if did you get tested? If you had booze in your system, are you are you back in the program? Not just back in the program. Yeah, it's a fail, and I think it's a fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, let's say you drank the night before, yeah, yeah. and they got you two days later. Are you getting popped? So it depends on how much you drink, right? I think that's a whole... I don't know. Yeah. You know how much booze is in you. I think oh, you know yeah. how much booze is yeah, in you. Yeah, but how much how much shows up in your piss? Uh, Zito just said 25 hours to get completely clear out of your system, I guess. Hmm. It's weird that it's not 24. I, I, I went... Hey... I smoked spice there for a little bit because I was told they couldn't get in and I was kind of, you know, had to do something. I mean, I was going full board on tree and booze, like, hard. I mean, I was... I was Drinking O'Doul's? 
No, I, I didn't like the taste. I don't think I ever really enjoyed the no, taste of those you? heavy beers. So anybody that drank the Odul's, and, and that's why I think I just chugged them or whatever. But I was living real hard, and everybody I was friends with living real hard. Everybody had a great time. We were living a great life. Had money. You're so young. It was a good, good life. life. It was so much fun. It was a blast. Literally everybody I knew. And then, hey, if there's a photo of you with any booze or we find any booze, it's a fine. You have to do this for another few months or whatever. It's like, well, who am I supposed to talk to? Well, we got to a therapist. Talk to well, yeah, but what about every other day? <laughs> what, about, what about every other day? You find different friends. You'll find different ways to have fun. I'm like, I start going through things. Oh, that'd be uh, it's much more fun than when you fucked up. <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, and that's when I want Bigfoot hunting, mm -hmm. ghost hunting. What? I want um, uh, catfishing. What? Noodling, I guess, is what uh, you call yeah. it down oh, there. Okay. I want to I, I hit the road for like six, seven Were you months. you filming ago. a reality show with I Bert did, Kreischer? I did all the reality shows that off season. Yeah, got on a bus. Did all the reality shows. Just kind of <laughs> isolated all by myself. Yeah. Cruise, right? Didn't you go on a cruise? Uh, that was, no. Did not go on a cruise no. when I was. Oh, yes. The uh, cruise Steve was. told you to. Yeah, cruise was how I beat it in the first year. Yeah. Yeah, hop on a cruise, you can go get banged up for a week, and then you come back or whatever. And that did happen. Yeah. I mean, that certainly did happen. But then I tried to lock in, and then the lockout happened. <sighs> Ruined my liver <laughs> yeah. some days, and I'm back. <clears throat> Nonetheless, I don't know how they'll find that therapist and who says the therapy's happening and working and everything like that, but we will kind of follow along as it happens because this has never happened before. No. no. Hopefully it never happened again. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Canada. Hell yeah. Harrison Bucker wants a 70-yard field goal shot. Let's go. Go and get it, Harrison. I think he can get it. The longer kicks, the better. Jimmy G, uh, we talked about that in the first hour. He, good teammate, good leader. Yeah. He checks out for a couple weeks during the offseason, though. That became a little bit of a story on why people don't want to trade him. David Lombardi, Lombardi himself, told us that's all bullshit. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson has a brand-new cleat, the Alpha Menace Elite 3. Oh. <laughs> So clean, these alpha menaces, AJ. If you would have worn them back in the day, you might have ran a 4-3. Huh? I, I need to see these. Things. Oh, yeah. Oh, alpha. Oh, alpha wow. menace elite 3s with the high socks or the mid socks over top of them. What a look. Can't like spat. Soccer. Yep. That's how soccer cleats are now. You don't need to spat them either, AJ, do you? I mean, I would, but yeah, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to because these go up the... These go up the... They, Those they are have, hard to get on. No, you just got to slide them on. They have ankle support, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're sweet. I'm sure they feel great. My feet are way too fat for the alpha menaces, but I do know if you're a skill or a speed or an absolute freak athlete, the alpha menace elite threes will be yeah. <laughs> riding high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Brian Dayball is giving Tyrod Taylor starting reps for the New York Giants, but he denies it has anything to do with Daniel Jones' performance. Hey, nothing to do with it. Okay. Let's give the guy a break. Yeah, right, let's, sure. get, let's get a former starter in numerous places who has had success in teams and situations that have been completely fucked some one reps here as videos continue to release of Daniel Jones throwing balls to nobody. That nice. was around the NFL. Kirk Cousins says you fucking like that at practice. That could have been a Shanahan. That could have been his own GM. Mm -hmm. That could have been to the fans. Or maybe that was to Kirk Cousins who has a birthday today mm -hmm. and says this is a new me. Welcome to new Captain Kirk. A little bit bigger biceps, yeah. new haircut. Yep. This is a new Kirk Cousins. If I die, I die. Javon Kinlaw, the San Francisco 49ers, a fucking monster. Uh, got a good video of him walking off the practice field, I assume, in Minnesota, shirtless. He was the man that got in a fight with that bum-ass reporter, Grant Cohen. And Grant Cohen, obviously, <laughs> four foot two. This dude is <laughs> a freak. Yeah. Holy shit. How cool would that be, AJ? 
Good luck blocking him. Are you serious? How much fun would that be? Uh, and, you geez. know, he is on record as stating that a reporter who talked massive amounts of shit about him said that when he walked up on him, he was cold as ice, motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, I can see why, by the way. I don't yeah. know if there's many people that aren't cold as ice as soon as they see Javon Kinlaw. He's moving up in my rankings of greatest athletes on earth. Just from that one walk-off video, it's great to see. Absolute dog. Tyron Matthew talking about what he's been around, who he's been around. He said best he's been around when it comes to leadership when Demario Davis. He thinks that defense is going to be great. How could they not be with all the weapons they have? Will they be playing tonight in the game against the Packers? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Antonio Brown compared uh, Tom Brady's situation to his. Malcolm Butler has been put on IR season ever. Probably, I don't want to say it. Yeah, but no. Yeah, probably. Oh, no. What is it? Career, you think? Probably retiring. He came out of retirement for this. Wait, what happened? No idea. We don't know. Yeah, this Nobody could have been knows. Bill Belichick doing the whole. Rookie corners have been playing very well, too. Malcolm yeah. Butler will always be remembered for one of the biggest plays in the history uh-huh. of football. Yeah. yeah. Congrats on all the success. We hope that isn't it. If it is, congrats on a run, pal. Um yeah, LeBron James agreed to a two-year, $97.1 million extension. Obviously, he's worth way more than that. Chom Charania broke the news. Bill Plaschke showcased that he still has his fastball because he said, oh, great, Lakers are going to suck for another couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's Bill Plaschke? Yeah. 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 Where'd, he came, where'd he come from? Uh, LA Times. Yeah, he's still, got, he's still got a heater. His headline nice. basically said, signing LeBron to massive new deal means Lakers will inevitably fucking stink for the next two years. Bingo. I'm sure LeBron saw that. LeBron's worth way more money than that to not only the franchise, but the NBA, to everything. Uh, congrats to the Lakers locking him down. Maybe they'll get back on the winning side of things. Hey, maybe that'll happen. We do know that Wendy won't be breaking the news. No. Yeah. Brian Winghorst oh, says he no longer no. has a close relationship with LeBron James. In years past, I had messaged with him, but we both kind of moved on. Yeah, okay. That's via the NBA Central, which is a great news or, uh, source as well for the NBA. Wendy has been following and tracking LeBron James since high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was Cleveland era to Miami, back to Cleveland, over to L.A. Wendy's had a hell of a run. Congrats, Windhorse. Hey, 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 congrats on what? On a run. Breaking up with LeBron. What happened? Is it Did something happen? He wow. was just the guy that they would put on TV anytime anything LeBron yes. happened because they assumed he was the plug because they think he had a great relationship with him since then. He's no longer the plug. It was probably that one thing when he was trying to explain something. Yeah. Oh, when he did the, this thing. Yeah. Why did he LeBron feel like he has that? to tell us, though? Tell you. Uh, he did, I assume he was asked Big and interviewed news. about it, but also... That is literally the only time we fucking saw Wendy on television for the last 45 years. Mm-hmm. Him talking about LeBron. Now that Wendy's no longer LeBron plug, what will the next version of Wendy be? Good call. Good Can't wait to watch chapter two of Wendy on media. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like when Ben and J-Lo broke up for the first mm-hmm. time. Like, there will be people who are devastated today in and cubicles. They'll be back together. They'll be back together point. down the road. I hope, so. right. I hope so. Uh, I'm out of here. I'm going to Montreal. Bonjour, ça va, ça va bien, et tout comme si, comme ça. Because we got a big preseason weekend ahead of us. The boys will do a giveaway on the other side of this break. AJ, you're the best. Cheers. Goodbye.
Thank you.